Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 175. This what? is the, Yeah, right? This is, this is an anniversary issue. What? Because every 25th issue should be an anniversary issue. Oh, my God. Episode. Anyway. What a ride, guys. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and Blue Steel. I'm Ryan Panagos, <laughs> a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Uh, I am Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse, and you might as well call us Owen Hart and Coco Beware, because there is high energy Woo! in the room today. Isn't yeah. that right, Ryan? I got neon big parachute pants on. Yep. Got some checkerboard suspenders. Doing it right. Uh, intern Alex is here with us. Good. He just nodded. Yeah. He's learning. He's Great. learning he's not mic'd. Great. Man, 175 episodes. Where does the time go? What have we done with our lives? Uh, <laughs> this. <laughs> We've done this forever. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining That's us. It's almost four years. It's crazy. It's we will three be... and a half years of shows. So is it 25 weeks till episode 200? i got to figure out where I'll be then because I'm never here You're never for here big anniversary big episodes. Uh, there will sure be, be two anniversary episodes around that time. Mm-hmm. It'll be 200 and then uh, 208. Is what is, four years? Is you know right, if you so if you look at fifty two weeks a year so and all that good stuff. Okay, so that'll be in what October or November? It when should be start? in October or no, somewhere towards the middle end of October. So I have no plans to be anywhere in October right so now. You say so now. I should be here for two oh eight, but September August. I no, I have no plans to be anywhere in August or October. So fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, if you are listening to us, thank you. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, review, do all that goodness. You may have seen us on the iTunes homepage this week. Blake had an interview, a live interview with Brett Dalton and Ming Na Wen. Uh, that went up, and we were on the homepage, and we appreciate it, and we're hoping those numbers are doing well. How are those numbers, Alex? They're, they're good. good. Alex says they're good. He's got the big thumbs up. Great. But great. we have got plenty to talk about today. We got comments. We got not that many new comics came out, which is fantastic. I mean, not as a fan, not whatever, but like for us, these are the great weeks, because we only have to talk about like 20 books as opposed to 40. I got in at 7.40 this morning. Yes. And today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Today the Avengers trailer came out. I got in at 7.40 because we were doing things, and I've you been said, on... I just said what you were doing, didn't I? A ton of calls and meetings, <laughs> and I have more meetings yep. and more meetings. So we're going to try to get through this episode as quick as we can, or Ryan may disappear and Alex's yeah. voice starts going. Yeah, now you know why. But, um, yeah, all right, so let's dive right in. Let's talk about the comics that came out this week, starting with all-new Hawkeye number 1, written by Jeff Lemire. So excited to have Jeff Lemire at Marvel. This is so cool. Um, this is, if not the first thing he's written for us, the first regular thing he's written for us. Drawn by Ramon Perez, who did Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Learning to Crawl. This is a great new book. Now, as they know in the letters column, uh, Hawkeye is not over yet. That series is still going. We have not released the final issue by Matt Fraction and David Aha, but... Uh, you know, time marches on, so we started all new Hawkeye a little bit early, and we get this great mix of modern day art, which looks, you know, kind of more traditional, like a little more like Javier Rodriguez, David Aja style. But then Ramon is doing these flashbacks, these beautiful, lush watercolors, looking at Clint Barton and Barney Barton's childhood, paralleled with Clint and Kate on a mission in the present, trying to uh, retrieve something from Hydra for Shield. You've got insight into Clint's personal childhood stuff, um, you know, what sparked his relationship with his brother, how that went off. But then his, his, his stuff with Kate is great. Um, Jeff really, you know, right off the bat gets that dynamic, the kind of I'm protective of you even though you're probably better at this than I am 
thing that Clint and Kate have going. And yet both stories, neither story ends. Uh, we're going to see both keep going. There's a big mystery as to what it is that they're trying to get from Hydra. It's something really creepy. But then also, uh, as we end the past stuff, Clint and Barney just showed up at the carnival that we know is going to play a big role in both their lives. So a fine debut for Mr. Lemire Perez and Ian Herring, who did the coloring. Great job. And uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye rolling along. Yeah, Hawkeye, who will be in Avengers, Age of Ult- Marvel's Avengers, Age of Ultron in Marvel's. theaters May 1st. Marvel's. Very good, very good. Uh, all right, up next we've got Angela, Asgard Assassin. Asgard's Assassin. She's an Asgard Assassin. Yeah. Uh, number four, written by Kieran Gillen. Uh, two stories, and there were a sub-story and a main story. Mm-hmm. Main story written by Kieran Gillen, art by Phil Jimenez. Sub-story by Marguerite Bennett and Kieran Gillen with art by Stephanie Hans. The main story is uh, set in the here and now as Angela's hanging out with the Guardians. It's wackiness and funny and silly and awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela and who's the... Sarah? Sarah. 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 Uh, she is, you know, they're Stella. traveling. <laughs> Not Stella. They've, Stella. They've got a baby with them. Uh, it is the baby of Odin and Freya. Yeah. Um, but technically, it's the baby of someone else, too. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, so lots of fun stuff in this issue as we uh, we just get to see the interactions of all these characters. And like, I like that the Guardians have welcomed Angela as a friend mm-hmm. and, you know, compatriot and war partner uh, because they need that. Uh, help here as the Desir come to uh, take down Angela yeah. at the Odin Sun's behest. Mm. Awesome fighting, brutal. Like the Desir are scary as all get out, but you've got a really tough group in the Guardians and Angela. So, what do you what do you think of Angie's new costume? I love it. What do you think of me calling her Angie? Love it too. Okay, yeah. Let's keep that going. Angie's list. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I see. I've heard it <laughs> on commercials that yeah. I tune out. Angie, Asgard's assassin. Yep, yep. Coming to ABC Family this fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we flip back to the story, the the sub story uh, that Stephanie Hans draws. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, and it gives a ton more information about uh, how about Angela and Sarah's relationship, their past, their connection, uh, and about the baby. And then that brings us back to a huge revelation for the child and what the child really is all about. And I was like, oh, my God. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was, I was doing a Dracula. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. Yep. That's a Marvel superheroes, what the Dracula. Yep. Did you see the Wikia? thing that I tweeted out last week? Uh, there was a Deadpool thing? No, someone um, did a wikia for what the and it oh, has... Oh, they, they like gave it a... No, it has all the characters and it has like their history, so it's like a Wikipedia entry but as if like it's just what the Deadpool and what the Captain America, so it's like episode by episode chronology it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Amazing. I want to meet the person who did it. Not, you know, in person. Just like over email from or afar. Over email or something. Yeah. Uh, up next, we've got Avengers number 42, written mm-hmm. by Jonathan mm-hmm. Hickman and art by Stefano Caselli. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff going on in here. We've got part of the Avengers crew uh, going down to investigate what's up with um, the dead giant space god on the moon, yeah. a.k.a. the Living, Living Tribunal. tribunal. Uh, we've got Sunspot and Cannibal going to Cyclops to start to try to get him on board. Cyclops for is so creepy in uh, Time Runs Out. He's I'm so intrigued to what part he will play in Secret Wars, because he's on the cover, so I'm assuming he will have a role of some sort, but he's just, like, this interesting, like, more-than-ever 
wild card. I mean, if you remember the original Secret Wars, the X-Men were the wild card team. True. I'm interested to see if that's kind of Cyclops' role here, where he's like, no one can trust him. But he seems like, he seems so self-assured, like, eerily self-assured. Yeah. Uh, everybody is sort of starting to come to the, re- the revelation that uh, time is running out. Yeah, it's and almost things, done. And there's no way to stop what's coming, so how do they survive right, what's coming? Right, it's time to make the most of the situation because you're not going to fix it. Yeah, and at the forefront of that are Black Panther, Reed Richards, and Valeria. And crazy stuff there. So all this is going on, and then boom, uh, Smasher uh, gets a call, you know, a little FaceTime yep. from Gladiator, who's like, hey, you're pretty cool. Yep. You're one of the good ones. I need you. Bring your family. Why don't Let's you, go. Uh, yeah, come over. That's nice. These at least like he's saying, like, yeah, you can bring Cannibal. Yeah, like I, he does nothing for me, but well, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. You, you seem to like him. Yeah, uh, lots of little interludes throughout the issue. Like, there's this cool one with uh, Namor and White Swan. Is that her name? White Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan. Yeah, like the movie. But she's she's white. She's like white hair, it's white like the, face. It's like, like the, it's like the fat guy you call Slim. Hey, ir- I know that. It's ironic, right? Uh, there's and so there's a really interesting thing with the Shi'ar as um, Magist- uh, Gladiator. What is it yeah. called? Magister. Magistor. Magistor. Uh, like basically, one of his dudes is like, "Hey, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. This is on me." Yeah, mentor blames the whole thing on himself. But uh, we still got to blow up Earth. Yeah. So he's like, he basically says he's like, he's like, I feel awful about this, and I will totally take responsibility after we go yeah. destroy Earth. Yeah. I will kill sh- myself yeah. after we destroy Earth, but, but we gotta destroy yeah, Earth he's, first. He's very like, he's very insistent on the order of events in which this must occur. Yeah. And then there's this two-page spread mm-hmm. of Stefano just. Designing spaceships and it's amazing. Like half the ships have faces. It seems like some of them look like Robotech. I think they're Conti ships. Well, those That's are well, be brewed, right? Yeah, a Conti. But mm-hmm. like this looks like a face. Looks like a face. This right. guy over here that kind of looks like a face. Oh, the that definitely looks like a face right there. Yeah. You know, like there's just really cool designs going on in here, uh, which is great because Stefano is really awesome with like people and organics, but letting them go crazy and design technology is fantastic and then the, the issue wraps up with the guardians getting mixed up in this whole thing yep. and that, 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 that. some good rocket stuff oh. john hickman writes a good rocket good rocket stuff everywhere. uh jumping back from time running out to back before time ran out uh the avengers world prequel to what's going on in avengers and new avengers right now written by frank barbieri art by marco cicetto three storylines going on here uh first and foremost we've got namor and the cabal when they first started kind of jumping world to world destroying stuff we see you know the good old days when they were all getting along sort of and black swan and thanos were kind of trying to help namor out but you know not so much uh, there's a little interlude with Starbrand and Nightmask, what brought them back to Earth, because they were off on a little siesta, uh, trying to figure out what was going on in search. But the main the main deal in this issue is focusing on Sunspot. Now, the previous issue of Avengers World, Avengers World number 17, was to me one of the best cannonball stories in years. Just cut to the core of who Cannonball is, why he's so cool. This does the same thing for Sunspot. Uh, Sunspot basically has left the avengers he's the one who stood up to captain america and he said if we're gonna go hunt our friends like that's not what i signed up for that's not what the avengers are about and for someone like sunspot to stand up to steve rogers and say that i think is awesome it's just like this guy is a pure hero um but we also get to see him interacting with his 
you know, the people who work for him back at DaCosta International being, you know, a little bit of a sassy jerk as he tends to be. That's why we love Sunspot. He's, you know, he's, he's, he, he knows how good he is. Um, so he's determined the way he is going to stop the end of the world um, is he's going to, he's going to buy help. And in this case, that means doing a hostile takeover of AIM because he thinks that's, they have the resources, they have the people, I'm going to do this. For a smart dude, he's pretty dumb. Yeah, it doesn't all go according to plan. But that's what I like about this is, he's, A, he's not that smart a dude. He's Sunspot. <laughs> he's ambitious and his heart is in the right place. But as we see going back, it's like, and we get these great flashbacks with him and his father and all this other stuff. He knows what he wants to do. He believes he has the capability to do anything, whether it's through power, whether it's through money. But, yeah, I guess that's what I like about him. It's that optimism. It's the, yeah, I've got a plan. It's going to work. We're going to save the world. This is going to be great. And then everything blows up in his face. Um, and we're going to get more of this because this continues. We're going to see what happens with Namor. We're going to see what happens with Starbrand. But most importantly, we're going to see what happens with Sunspot, which I just I loved Frank Barbieri's take on him. And I thought Marco Cicchetto drew the crap out of this issue. Great, great stuff. I love how Avengers World is taking the time to take some of these Avengers who maybe do not get the spotlight during Infinity and stuff like that, Sunspot, Cannonball, Smasher, and really open up why they're on the team and why, honestly, they're acting more like Avengers than some of the classic guys right now. Totes. All right, big number one issue. <coughs> Guardians Team Up Number One, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by our friend... Art Adams, mm. who you may remember from a previous Twim URC. Uh, Art Adams and Colors by Paul Mounts. So this is this is a Guardians of the Galaxy team-up book. Where does it fit into continuity, you may say? Don't worry your pretty little head about yeah, it. Yeah, just just enjoy a, a good old comic don't you, book. Don't, don't you even think about yeah, it. It's don't, like, it's like don't a, fret, non chef. What did, what did Barry and Levon used to say? Uh, you don't need to know. <laughs> they, they said a lot of things. <laughs> it was all about $240 worth of pudding. Yeah. Um, Where'd you boys get two hundred and forty dollars yeah. worth of pudding? <laughs> just, just, shh. You know, you, yeah. you don't need to know. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was our look state, it up, Alex. Our refrain of uh, <laughs> the state references yep. for this episode. Please go and check them out. So far. Um, so here we've got the Guardians being chased by a giant, crazy-looking ship. That again, yeah. it's a ship that kind of <laughs> looks like it has a face. I love it. That's just your thing today. Yeah, and uh, they're all like, "What the hell is this?" There's this great, uh, such a great shot. Uh, the ship is, the, both ships are flying through New York City. You know, Guardian's little ship is being followed by this big one. And they go right by Avengers Tower. And there's a couple of panels of Hawkeye. Like, he's just hanging out. He's having a sandwich. He sees all that's going on. And he just yeah. drops his head down. He's I like, do like that one panel of him having a sandwich. Yeah. That's and, pretty great. And he's just like, damn it. You can tell he's, he's just bummed. Um, so, battle ensues. Craziness. Uh, the, you know. The Guardians think they've outmaneuvered these mystery aliens. Boom, boom, boom. Avengers show up, and then things go crazy. We find out who the aliens are. I will leave you to that. Uh, super fun just watching all these characters together, teaming up in different ways, bantering. So much bantering. Lovely mm, a lot bantering. Of bantering. Uh, Groot has great moments. Rocket has great moments. Uh, if you're not... If you're not familiar with all the Avengers in here, there's lots of little bits and pieces that will... Yeah. Like and you. Hawkeye tries to do a roll call. Yeah, it's does crazy. not succeed. Uh, all that happens, and you find out that there is someone behind uh, this alien threat, and that revelation is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hulk number 12, featuring the long-awaited return of the Gamma Corps. Did Frank Thierry create the Gamma Corps? I believe he did. I believe he did. So, um, 
long awaited, at least by Frank Thierry, the return of the Gamma Core. Hulk, not doing so great. Um, thought he had this whole Omega Hulk thing great. He was going to get rid of all the other Hulks. He's the only Gamma guy left. Everything was going to be awesome. Uh, we open up with him learning how to fight from Iron Fist in a great, like, just quick three pages side um, that ends with Hulk saying, Teach me Kung Fu. <laughs> great Jerry Duggan stuff. I hope there's a, like, a I know Kung Fu show me. Oh, there's got to be. Bit. Coming. Mark that's Bag a Matrix thing. Yeah. You know, Alex? Yeah. Okay. The original. The original. Yeah. Um, Mark Bagley doing the art on this. So, Hulk, bearded Hulk, who's, I love, I just like his look. I like his, like, weird mohawk beard. Don't even know what this outfit he's wearing is. His, like, bandolier. He's got a bandolier of, on, of for sure. Pellets. Yeah. Um, I, guess I guess they're bullets. I don't know. He finds the Gamma Core because these are the next ones on his list. He needs to eliminate all the Gamma people. But he's also like, you know what? I have to deal with this sentient AI that I created, which has Bruce Banner's personality called Project Omega, and the Gamma Core all hate Banner, so maybe they can help me out. Fortunately, by the time he gets there and by the time he alerts Maria Hill and S.H.I.E.L.D., Project Omega's already there battling the Gamma Core, so it's Hulk teaming up with the Gamma Core. Another great fight, fight, fight issue where Mark Bagley gets to strut his stuff. We get a little more insight into the menace of Project Omega and why he is such a scary bad guy. Um, and Hulk, does he help the Gamma Core? Does he hurt the Gamma Core? It's the Gamma Core no more. Find out in this issue. And there's a great last page reveal of who's going to be in the next issue. Super fun. And uh, Jerry, I have faith Jerry's going to do a good job with this one. Yeah, I think he, I think he knows that character. I feel okay. like he knows how to do this. All right. Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, number 10, written and drawn by Carrie Andrews. Holy crap, what a big issue. This was crazy. This was really Carrie getting to just go balls out Carrie Andrews and, like, do whatever he wants. So he's been weaving in and around the origin of Iron Fist, the stuff with Danny Rand. And this issue, Danny Rand is in Rand Tower. He's come face-to-face with the one who is this weird, mystic, mecha hybrid of stuff who may or may not be his father. We get some theories here on this but danny has become this like on fire skeleton crazy iron fist this whole thing's drawn like almost like a video game and it just becomes these awesome double page spreads of fighting and flashbacks and the colors are amazing does care color this as well of course he does he does the whole he does the whole thing he's the writer he's the artist he's the whole deal i'm pretty sure he printed it himself he literally like copied this and made copies but yeah man just oh man you go from one page where like Danny's just this illuminated yellow creature flashing back to all his friends and family battling his dad. And then the next page, it's darkness, and you see this dragon emerging. And then it's this super close-up with all this white stuff. It's like the design in this book is phenomenal. It's so crazy. And look at this. It's just it, it, it's, it's wild. You could just print these as posters, and they'd be amazing. Look at that. Giant splash sound effect. But amidst all the fighting, there's some really intense stuff with – um, the, the one taunting Danny saying like, you know, you may not know the truth of what's going on in Kunlun, like reinventing the mythology and <laughs> unleashing this crazy stuff on the city. His whole goal, it turns out, is he wants to get his dead wife back and he botches it horribly. And the issue ends with something else crazy. I don't know, man. This is one of those like, I'm just losing myself in the issue again. The art is so brilliant. And what Kara is doing here with Iron Fist, who has one of the best just backstories and crazy worlds it's just pure fun and my hat is off to care this project he's doing we're 10 issues in and i think this was my favorite issue thus far just for the sheer bravura of it all nice 
Marvel's Ant-Man Prelude Numero Dos, <coughs> written by Will Corona Pilgrim, art by Miguel Sepulveda, um, and inks by Bit. This, I love, I read the script for Ant-Man last year, uh, loved it, and this, these two issues uh, are really great. You're going to definitely want to read these. Um, I, you don't need to read them before the movie, but when, if you read them, then you go see the movie, you're going to be like, oh man, that's cool, I get all that. I understand. I'm hip to it, uh, and okay. it makes a lot of sense. It's super fun. I just love it's. It's just an Ant-Man caper. Uh, he's fighting Hydra jerks, ish or Nazi jerks. I mean, really, Hydra, Hydra. In Marvel uh, Universe. It was a Hydra. <laughs> it was all Hydra. We get our. We don't our, use the N word. Peggy and uh, Howard um, cameos. I'm just not. It's, yeah, was let's the, keep going. All right. Uh, yeah. Terrific, super fun issue, uh, and definitely, definitely put it on your radar to see either before or right after you see the movie this summer. Yeah, you know, maybe you buy that trade, you put it in Mylar, bust it open right after the movie. Yeah, while yeah. you're while you're watching 17 minutes of credits yeah. at the end of, of Ant-Man. Yeah, bring it in with you. Bring, bring it, it into the theater. And bring a little flashlight, a yeah. little pocket light. So read... The prelude. You gotta after, wait for that. Yeah, you wait for because you know we're gonna do, do something cool. Scene. I would assume. Go. I would assume it's the perfect bridge. Message boards. You don't need to light up because yeah. I'm telling you that there's something. I'm Are saying. Are there still I message assume. boards? Isn't it just like social media now? Twitter. Yeah. You know. Twitterverse. The the blogs. Yeah. Someone will say something. Yeah. Have you uh, speaking of Twitter? We mm. we have donkey attacks working next to us. <laughs> yes. Did he tell you the story of why he's donkey attacks? No, I just saw it in his you email. You get that? It's pretty great. Okay. It was a pretty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Just the stuff he says with it's. We have this lovely British gentleman working. I said, "What's his real? I don't even know his real Craig. Name. He works Craig. at Twitter. Craig from Twitter is here. He's awesome. And just hearing him say stuff like donkey attacks is always available. Um, <laughs> just get the context. It's great. <laughs> Trust me. It, you'll you'll thank me later. Uh, you'll also thank me later if you read Miracle Man number 16, um, if you're mature enough, because there's uber mature content in this as always. This is the butts. big... There's so, butts in this. There's more than butts, brother. Um, this is a very big, very special issue. This is the end of basically the beginning of Miracle Man. Um, this is the end of the original writer's run. John Toddleben provides beautiful art. This is... I don't know if it's oversized or not. It certainly feels oversized. It brings to a conclusion... Everything that happened in the first 15 issues of Miracle Man, it's all narrated by Mike Moran as he basically details what happened after the battle with Kid Miracle Man, the fallout, the Olympus that he and Miracle Woman and their allies create, what happens to the government, what happens to society, how is Earth different now that there are superhumans. It's kind of the tip of the iceberg. It's, it's interesting to wander back like how much the original writer had planned did he have more to say or was just this it's kind of him going like i told this story this is where it ends uh it's up to you to see what happens next but any like major characters who were involved who are still standing at the end of this we get a check-in with them there are moments between miracle man and miracle woman miracle man and his wife liz which will inform stuff as to come but basically this is this is a big turning point in this huge saga one of the biggest sagas in the history of comics and it's so influential too mm -hmm. like to the 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 theory of okay there are people with superpowers who are essentially gods yeah. and they want to change earth what happens when they do and yeah. that that story has been done right. many times but this is one of those earlier ones for a, a, in a very mature dark sense that really 
put that point to like dug in deep on it. Absolutely. If you read this, you will recognize a lot of the themes and a lot of the stuff they do. So this first 16 issues of Miracle Man, incredible on its own. But now, uh, beginning later in 2015, we're going to be reprinting the stuff Neil Gaiman did. Uh, starting with book four, The Golden Age. Um, I know when this is coming, but it doesn't say here. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say when it's coming. But there will be a, a new Miracle. This, this is the end of this series of Miracle Man. There will be a new Miracle Man number one coming later this year. And, you know, much as, as much as you guys have heard about this original Miracle Man, these first three books, uh, there's even crazier stuff going on in there. And then, at some point, we're going to get new stuff. So, yeah, this first. Um, yeah, but Miracle Man, I mean, come on. You got to read it. It's, it's, you need to read it if you're a comic book fan and you're old enough. Because <laughs> if you're not old enough, please don't read it. <laughs> don't, don't say, Mom, Ben from the podcast said to read it. Hey, Ma, yeah. I want to get on that Miracle Man train. All our Southern fans. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's something everyone can read. Operation Sin number three, written by Catherine Eminen, art by Rich Ellis, starring Peggy Carter, Howard Stark, Woodrow McCord there in Russia. They are driving a truck off of a cliff into water. There is a shape-shifting bear with them. There is a Russian girl with them. Everything is crazy. They talk like stuff like this is not a big deal. Howard Stark is trying to get his technology back, much like in the Agent Carter show that just wrapped up. But we've got stuff going on with Anton Vanko, mm-hmm. uh, who you know, long-time Marvel readers may know. There's stuff with extraterrestrials. There's stuff with... Is it? Are these guys? Yeah, these guys are Hydra. Hydra's everywhere. Hydra is pervasive, and they're doing some crazy experiments, which may or may not be great for Earth. But if you enjoyed Agent Carter, or if you just enjoy a good adventure yarn featuring characters who are as quick to punch each other in the face as to help one another out, Operation Sin is for you. Right on. All right. Uh, up next, we got Princess Leia number one, uh, written by Mark Wade, art by Terry Dodson. Uh, so at the end of A New Hope, you see Princess Leia putting on, putting the medals on Han and Luke. Does he not pull one on Chewie? I don't remember. I, don't think I have she, to go I back. Don't, I don't think she does. Jerk move. I'm going to say that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so there's this big ceremony at the end of A New Hope. And then, you know, Empire Strikes Back starts out on um, Hoth. So yep. there's a gap of the things that our characters did, where they went, all this other good stuff. This takes you right from those closing moments of A New Hope at the ceremony, and then what happens after, the, you know, as, at the ceremony. Uh, everyone there, as they start filtering out, as they're, you know, sort of dealing with everything. And there's a great, there really taps into, okay, a world was just blown up. Billions of people died. And how does everyone feel about that? How does Princess Leia feel about that? Because that's her... You know, that's the planet where her parents were, her family, where she, you know, where she's from. And a lot of the Rebel Alliance are from there as well. And so it's really, it gets in deep on a lot of those those feelings about, you know, what do they do next? And what is her place? What is Princess Leia's place? Not only in the Rebel Alliance, but in the universe, in trying to continue being a he- the hero that she is. And I think it's it's terrific. We get introduced to a new character, Yvonne. She's got two A's in there. Yeah. Yvonne, and, uh, who's just awesome and re- kind of reminds me of Carol Danvers a little bit, and just in my head, yeah, I, I can guess. see that. Uh, but awesome. And then they get uh, these two link up. They're not really on this 
on the same wavelength, but it not uh, in the same book. No, they're that in the same book. That would have worked if you had said they're not on the same page, but you yep. didn't. They're they're in the same book, uh, and uh, book. it's You're terrific. Right. And I think this is a limited series. It's a it's a five issue limited series Kay. for now. For now, I mean it is. I hope. I yeah. hope it's more. Um, earlier this week, Joe Terabarelli from our sales and licensing, not sales and licensing, whatever he does, sales PR. and com- communications, PR. PR. Uh, Joe Terabarelli comes over to me and he goes, "Hey, have you ever read Catcher in the Rye?" And I go, yeah, of course I have. Everyone's read Catcher in the Rye. We all had to read it in high school. I don't know if you did. It's probably on ebook now or something. Um, but Joe goes, yeah, I just read it. I go, okay. And he goes, it's a really good book. <laughs> and I'm like, so anyways, I want the, the segue there is that I want to say Princess Leia, pretty good character. I like her. Cool. She's got some sass to her. But she's also just strong. She's different, man. I'm not uh, positive I follow the the the, the uh, route that the, you got. What there, I'm doing here is the point is Joe read a book that everyone else already knew was great. Got it. Everyone else already knew Princess Leia was a great character, but now I yes. also am endorsing this yep. widely held opinion. Sure, is yeah. what I'm saying. You get it. You understand. Yeah. Thanks for not packing me up at all on that. Yep. That, this gag I was trying to for do. For sure. Ugh, I'm so glad we don't do morning radio. Yeah. All right. Return of the Living Deadpool, number two. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, written by Cullen <laughs> you Bunn. You stole that from Aubrey. <laughs> written by Cullen Bunn. If you're going to steal, steal from the best. <laughs> written by Cullen Bunn. Art by Nicole Varela. We're still on this world of zombies and Deadpools. So now zombies can kind of like graduate to become weird Deadpool zombie hybrids. The original Deadpool, still around, still trying to do his thing, helping out this girl Liz, trying to free her family. So they do a train heist. They do a train heist. Deadpool fights other Deadpools. It's gross. Uh, This is another not-for-kids book. He does some pretty grisly things to them. And there's also some gross stuff about what's happening with the remaining humans. Uh, But Deadpool blows up a train. So if you're into that sort of thing, you'll like this. The art is pretty funky. I think there's a lot of things to enjoy. Over to Rocket Raccoon number nine, written by Scotty Young, art by Jake Parker. And this is a cool done-in-one issue where it's set in the future. It's set in a crazy future where Groot joined the Avengers and then went crazy. So it's on this, like, not post-apocalyptic, but, like, kind of in-apocalyptic Earth where Groot is just destroying everything. And the old, old Avengers are trying to stop him, like... Old Man Hulk and Old Man Iron Man and Steve Rogers, who, interestingly enough, is not an old man in this. What? He's, he's somehow become Steve Rogers again. Thor's there. They're all trying to stop him. They're like, this is terrible. Groot's gone crazy. What do we do? They call old grizzled Rocket Raccoon, who's, like, missing an ear, and he's got an eye patch. He's got gray fur, and he's like, ah, you want me to go and stop that ingrate? He left me years ago to join the Avengers. But, of course, you know, he's got to come to Earth and help his buddy. There's a crazy rocket versus Groot fight type of stuff that would only happen in you know a done in one alternate future and then there's a twist i i twist i twisted my hand in real life here listeners um, you can't see yeah it, but ben there's just a twist twisted. there's a twist at the end that puts the issue in a whole other context and suddenly it's not just this crazy set apart story Ooh, but it's very good and uh it's very well drawn and it's very well written and it's a lot of craziness awesome uh spider woman number five this is the big new status quo the new, new look spider woman yeah new look uh and we've got dennis hopeless still on writing doing a great job but 
We got Javier Rodriguez on yeah. pencils. Uh, Finally. And pencils and colors with Alvaro Lopez on been, inks. We have been stumping for Javier to get a regular gig for a while now. He is a crazy. He was doing the colors on Daredevil. Then he drew a couple issues of Daredevil. Then he drew that Hobgoblin Limited series, and he's amazing. Like, ridiculous. Like, uncontrollable. Like, I just want to punch Alex in the face. I'm so excited by this. I would do never it, do that. No, just Alex. do it. I would never. Just do it. No violence here. Oh, he's been our intern but for I'm so, so long. Like, yeah, this yeah. makes me want to just, just rage. It's rage. so good. It's so, so good. Rage on your uh, face. So... <laughs> Jessica Drew. Alex is literally giving you a target to bunch of him. He is the best intern ever. Yes. Uh, Jessica Drew is, uh, she wants to live a bit more of a normal life. She wants to, she doesn't want to go on intergalactic yeah. trips. I like her definition of normal life, though, is still like getting in costume and fighting crime. She's like, I just don't want to go to space. Yeah, like, I don't want to go to space. I don't want to have to save the universe. I just want to punch dudes yeah. who are robbing banks. Yeah, I just want to fight burglars. Yeah, like, is that so hard? Which, to be fair, that, that's not fair at mm. all mm-hmm. to these dumb criminals because she's got awesome powers. She's an amazing fighter. Wait, why? So what do we care about being no, fair to people who are robbing banks? True. You're right. Oh, we, have, we need to level the playing field yeah. so they can more easily rob the banks? Yes. Uh, so Spider-Woman goes. You millennials. She, she, she gets herself into some, some action, uh, but it's not exactly as she anticipated, which leads to hilarity and just great scenes, really, really funny stuff. Uh, and we get um, Ben Urich brought into the book, which I think is great. Ben Urich ben is, is always good. Always good. Uh, and a staple of New York City, street level, anything. So that grounds her immediately in this new sort of reality she's hoping for, even though she doesn't realize that. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ben wants her to help out. He wants, you know, he knows, like, hey, you used to be a private investigator. And she's like, eh, but uh, there's just fun stuff as the two of them, and she's she's not being she's not really hearing what he's saying. She's not falling for his story or you know what he wants her to help out with. But she then gets involved in a battle with, uh, and I'm gonna spoil this with Porcupine. I was very excited for Porcupine. Porcupine. Amazing couple pages to mm-hmm. have Porcupine in on this issue. I hope he's like Grizzly and who's the other uh, villain who's helping out with a hero. Uh, we were, it, there's a lot of yeah, comics we compared that we heard Grizzly to. Yeah, it, we, it was remember. like a week or two ago. Yeah, no, anyway, I, remember, I remember the instance. I want more Porcupine because I always thought his costume was super weird. Yep. Love it. I think that's a Kirby design. Probably. Uh, and we get to see how Jessica is going to get roped into all these things, and it's terrific. I really, 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 really love it. And did we mention her new costume? New costume. So cool. Great so costume. Great. Yep. Uh, Nick Lowe hated her old costume. Uh, there's a great line in the Guardians team up. Oh about yeah, her there's old a costume, really great line about that, uh, which <laughs> you can disagree with. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. On to Wolverine's number nine. Uh, this one is written by Charles Soule, art by Peter Gwynn and Derek Friedolfs. And uh, so last issue we had our boy Fang take. Docking uh, Yeah, you guys did the books last week, so I didn't get to check in on this, but what, what was your reaction to, to Fang? Uh, 
I, I needed you to tell me what his deal was because I didn't realize he was all that. I, I don't think he ever has been. I love it. I think when he first, I mean, he literally has just been in some X-Men books where he's like, part of the Imperial Wolverine, Guard and Wolverine, Wolverine used to beat the crap out yeah, of him. Yeah, knocked him out, stole his costume, threw yeah. him in a ditch. This came, that, that was kind of cool because that was like, I think that was John Burns or Dave Cockrum, I can't remember who was drawing at the time, attempt to be like, oh, we got to give Wolverine a new costume. Like, this costume really has no staying power. Let's give him Fang's costume. And, you know, within five issues, people were like, no, yeah. let's, let's go with the, the awesome costume that he has. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, I read this. I was like, Fang, super powerful. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. He's, he's so weird. Yep. Uh, so we've got amazing stuff as uh, Fang and Dokken are in Jotunheim fighting Frost Giants. Sure. Uh, just terrific. Great, great sentence right there. Yep. Uh, then we've got Lady Deathstrike hanging out with... Oh, my God. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. With, this is the weirdest book ever. With Shogun. Uh, they just had some sexy times, but there's yep. all kinds of craziness because there's a guy inside Shogun's head who there's is a, Ogun. Yeah, but who's... You, yeah. Used to make it with Lady yeah, Deathstrike. they used to make time with one another. Yeah, no, they were made it. It. This is seriously, <laughs> like, the strangest book that I did not expect to be this strange. Yep. And it's... It's so great because every week I'm just like, what? Yeah. What are they doing in Wolverines? Then we get to Madripoor where Phantomel and the fox, uh, her like fox dude. What's his name? Oh, uh, I forget his name. Fun Fun Pants. Yeah. Uh, where Fun, Fun Pants, Pants the fox. Yeah. Fun Pants and Phantomel are hanging out and she is there to steal Wolverine's eye patch. Yeah. Because it's worth yeah, something. Someone paid her to. Uh, all kinds of like these little stories coming together. Um Really, actually, terrific stuff. Once you get past the fighting with Fang and Dokken, mm. like, they get into this big heart-to-heart, and like, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Oh, dang, oh, dang indeed. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what more Fang has for our Wolverines. Finalmente, we have X-Men number 25, not an anniversary issue, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Roland Boshi. How dare they not give this a big Seriously, up. X-Men, no less. Um, remember our X Men twenty five? Was that the wedding? No, no, that that's when Wolverine lost his adamantium. Yeah, <laughs> he should have. Lo- they should have brought Wolverine back here so he could lose yeah. his adamantium or get that skeleton of his, <laughs> that like and statue pull- they have. Some, someone pull it off. There you go. Celebrate. All right, this issue focuses on Monet as the team continues to try to deal with this thing that's happening at this like Burning Man type concert that Gambit was at. We haven't seen Gambit in issues, by the way, so you must be thrilled about that. Uh, yeah, I was hoping we don't. He's underground somewhere. Um, Jubilee investigates the Inhumans because there's something going on with the Kree, so Monet's just like, go ask the Inhumans. They know stuff about the Kree, which leads to a great interaction with her and Medusa, where Medusa's like, why would I know anything about this? Yeah. Like, the Kree made us. You're a dum-dum. Go away, mutant. But Monet is having flashbacks to her childhood. She's trying to find her teammates who are all buried underground in various parts of this weirdness. There's environmental stuff going on. There's alien stuff going on. G. Willow does a good job kind of digging into Monet's head. A lot of stuff in her uh, narration, both in terms of how she's a jerk sometimes, but also kind of like why she's a jerk sometimes. Was Monet... What? (sighs) Wasn't there like a twin somewhere and then like... Penance and Monet... Yeah. All right, so oh, I wish I had Brett White here right now. <laughs> Never say that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, basically when Monet first showed up in Generation X, she was mute, and Penance was also mute. No, Monet was weird, and Penance was mute. And then eventually you found out that Monet, the real Monet, was inside Penance, and her twin siblings combined to form the fake Monet. 
and then Monet became Monet, and then the twins became Penance. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Look it up, man. I'm losing my voice, so I'm trying to get this all out before I lose it. I have no idea what's going on anymore. So yeah, go back and read Generation X, uh, and then read this issue. But it's cool stuff. Uh, G. Willow Wilson. This, this is great, because it's just every issue she gets to delve into a different character and really dig into their head like an ice pick. Find out what's inside. Yeah, stab them like in the brain. Crazy serial killer. All That's right. It. Time to pick our books. Yeah, pick books. I got to drink some water. Um, okay. So I'm very torn, uh, as usual. A lot of faith. Yeah. What? It's Natalie Imbruglia's song. Oh. It's her hit. Yeah. You I got Natalie Imbruglia's? Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say Spider Woman number five. Good pick. That is my pick. Oh, the Princess Leia was like a hair's breadth there. Strong. Both good picks. There was uh, there was a lot of things that could have won this week. I really like Rocket Raccoon. I really like Avengers World. I'm really something hard for Avengers World. I'm a big Frank Barbieri mark. I'm going to go with Iron Fist, the living weapon number 10, because it was so gonzo. It was bonkers, man. Nice. It was all over the place. Look at that. Spider-Woman and Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, the big stars of I the love Marvel it. Universe it's here great. in 2015. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's, a, it's great. They're both great characters, and those are great series that you guys would do well to check out. Also, check out Collections on Sale, Avengers Volume 5, Adapter Die, Death of Wolverine, The Weapon X Program, Hawkeye vs. Deadpool, Marvel Masterworks, Captain America, Volume 1, Hardcover, Marvel Masterworks, Daredevil, Volume 1, Hardcover, Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron, Ultron? Prelude, easy for me to say, and Supervillains Unite, the complete supervillain team-up. And on the app this week, we have got everything except for Miracle Man. Yeah. Even Return of the Living Deadpool, which is inappropriate for kids. Right on. Uh, also on sale on the app, we've got Giant Size Supervillain Team-Up, one to two. Ooh. Uh, there was, yeah, Supervillain Team-Up. Like the regular supervillain team up book, yeah, from the seventies, yeah, had like Namor and Doctor Doom, a lot of Namor and Doctor Doom, they yeah, were, they were the it was center. awesome. It was like Spider Man was the center of Marvel team up, and then Namor and Doctor Doom were the center of supervillain team, and then other guys would come in and out. So good. Uh, you also get Quicksilver issues one through thirteen. I didn't know there was a Quicksilver series that had thirteen issues. Yes, sir. It was uh, around the time that Kurt Busiek was writing the Avengers. There was a Quicksilver book because it was during Heroes Reborn, so everyone was gone. Remember, Quicksilver couldn't go because he was a mutant. Sure. So he had his own book. Remember that moment in Marvel Universe Onslaught where um, Quicksilver? They're they're saying like, "All right, we all got to jump into Onslaught because that's how we're going to beat him." They're like, "But none of you mutants." Because, you know, mutants power him. And Quicksilver's like, ah, oh, damn it. I can't go and help. But at least my sister's not going to go either. And Scarlet Witch is like, uh, actually, my hex power allows me to travel into it. So, so Scarlet Witch goes. And he's like, ah, at least Crystal, my wife, will not go. And he's, she's like, what are you talking about? I'm an inhuman. And she jumps in. And Quicksilver's all alone. He doesn't try jumping in? No. Because he knows he can't. But he could have. Yeah, there's, no there's no reason he could have. Now, Scarlet Witch he, had some. He's oh, well, not yeah, he could have. Right. Yes. At the so time, he didn't know. It's that. not necessarily her hex powers that You're allowed right. her. It was the fact that well, she's not. Well, I also not just really... like the fact that Scarlet Witch was just like, oh, my hex powers are pretty. Like, why? Well, maybe she's mean. I don't know. What <laughs> no, but like, but she was like, why was she so confident? She's like, you know, we all know how my hex powers work, which Comic books. no one did. Basically, no one doing Heroes Reborn wanted to write Quicksilver. Right. But they wanted Scarlet Witch and Crystal. Yeah. 
Hey, whatever works. Poor Quicksilver. Yep. Whatever. Years later, he's showing he's showing everybody. Yes, he is. He's showing uh, the world. Also on the app, we've got Supervillain Team Up yeah. Mother 17. Well, when you were talking about Giant Size Supervillain Team, I was like, should I tell him? No. no. Let him find out for even. I'm very excited. Guys, yeah. buy those issues. They're terrific. Uh, collections on sale this week. We've got Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, Volume 2. Death of Wolverine, The Weapon X Program. Fear Itself, The Homefront. GLA, Misassembled. Woo. The Dan Slott classic, right? Like Avengers. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye versus Deadpool. Marvel's The Avengers Age of Ultron Prelude. She-Hulk Volume 9 Lady Liberators. Supervillains Unite. The complete supervillain team-up. <laughs> We're doing it. Uh, and X-Men Emperor Vulcan. Freshly digitized this week on Marvel Unlimited. We've got All New Invaders number 9. All New Ultimates number 7. All New X-Men number 31. Avengers number 34. Avengers Undercover number 9. Amazing Spider-Man number 1.4, Cyclops number 4, Fantastic Four number 9, Guardians of the Galaxy number 18, Inhuman number 4, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 29, Original Sin number 5.4, Rise of the Incarnates number 8. Back with a vengeance. Yeah. It might be the only issue we have up. Uh, Savage Hulk number 3, Silver Surfer number 5, Thunderbolts number 30, Uncanny Avengers 23, Wolverine number 12, Wolverine Annual number 1, great issue. And Wolverine and the X-Men number eight. Right. Oh, uh, time for news. Ben, what you got? In the world of news and comics, hey, man, we just keep announcing Secret Wars stuff. That's what we do. Weird World by Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo looks incredible. It is Archon on a world of barbarians and magic. Jason Aaron said in our interview, basically, all the, like, Who crazy. Who the hell is Archon? I know the name. Archon's that dude with, like, the Thunderbolts who fights the Avengers sometimes. Right. Okay. Got it. But in this, he's just this, like, barbarian king. And Jason said he's taking all the most obscure, bizarre pieces of the Marvel Universe that don't fit anywhere else and putting them all together on one patch of Battle World. One weird world, One you say? weird, weird world. Elsewhere in Secret Wars, we've got Korvac Saga, written by Dan Abnett. In this, Korvac might be the good guy. <gasps> but what is going to happen is the Avengers are going to fight the Guardians of the Galaxy. The original Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians 3000 Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And the Avengers. They're going to fight. Martin X. Martin X is back. Charlie 27. <laughs> Extinction Agenda, written by Mark Guggenheim, drawn by Carmine D.G. and Domenico, is actually, as Mark put it, a sequel to the original Extinction Agenda. It's ten years later in the world of Extinction Agenda. Um, but in this world, things only got worse in Genosha. As they didn't kill to, Cameron Hodge? They did kill Cameron oh. Hodge, but immediately after, Havoc and Wolfsbane stayed in Genosha. Uh, they decided to run the place. Um, things got really bad. And yeah, now, I wouldn't put those two in charge. No, no, especially post-Extinction Agenda. But they're in charge. There's an epidemic breaking out among mutants. The X-Men are now the enemies of Havoc. And also the twist I like here is that um, Mark said, because I can do whatever I want, because this is standalone, I'm saying that instead of bringing the all-new X-Men to the future, Beast brought the giant-size X-Men to the future. So it's like giant-size X-Men incarnations of like Wolverine and Storm and Colossus are just wandering around this world. So it's all crazy. I love it. That's what I love about Secret Wars. People are doing whatever they want. I'm so excited by all this. It's it's really... It's insanity, <laughs> it's and so I love weird. every bit of it. It's like crazy ideas by amazing creative teams. Yeah. And, oh, I'm so excited. Speaking of which, uh, Noel Stevenson, 
is also getting in on the fun. She is writing her version of Runaways, which takes place on Battleworld, which has all of these gifted youngsters, uh, Bucky, Cloak and Dagger, Jubilee, all sorts of just crazy young heroes, and they're at this school run by a mysterious headmaster or mistress, and they decide, you know what? The school ain't no good. We got to get out of here. We got to run away. And, uh... Run away. <laughs> run away. away. Uh, can we sing that? From the pizza. Yeah, there you go. You made it good. So that's that, that's just some of the Sea Wars stuff. I know we got more stuff coming out tomorrow. I mean, and every day. Are any of the Runaways characters in the book? You got to read it to find out. Mm, mm. And are there familiar Runaways, or is it just a new take on Runaways? This mm. is this is, mm. this is is why we read. This is why we read Secret Wars. Flipping over to Marvel Games. This was Women of Marvel Games Week, Ryan. Did you know that? I did. It is Women of Marvel Games Week. Uh, very cool initiative. A bunch of our partners in the gaming world are doing. Avengers Alliance is releasing sp- a new version of Spider-Woman. She's going to be one of the worthy. Marvel Puzzle Quest is using a bunch of those variant covers that we did for the Women of Marvel variant cover initiative. Um, today, we announced that Marvel Heroes is rolling out a new version of Rogue, as well as She-Hulk. Uh, update, mm-hmm. my computer at home, my laptop, <laughs> the hard drive started clicking, so, which means it's dying. No, it's dying. So, I so had to soon you'll have a new one. And you I've can play ordered Marvel a Heroes. new one, and there I will is. be able to play Marvel Heroes again. Beautiful. I need, to, I need to also get capability to do that. Do you want me to break your hard drive? I'm pretty sure it's been broken for years. <laughs> okay. I've just been, you know. I'm happy to break it, though. Uh, yeah, but we've got more stuff coming up this week in Contest of Champions. I know that the Women of Marvel this Friday have a podcast with Tatiana Nahai from Spider-Man Unlimited, who is awesome and was in the office last week. But yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, look for more female characters and female creators, people behind the scenes and front of the scenes to be highlighted through this Women of Marvel Games initiative. And hopefully, you know, it's not just a one-week thing. We're going to keep this, this party going. Party on, Wayne. Yep, party on, Garth. Uh, all right, let's kick it over to Strawmy the Wolfman and the Whacker. What a great morning yeah. radio, Chris. Hey, it's Strawmy Wolfman and the Whacker with your morning drive report. Boom, 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 boom. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling, dangerous, enticing, exotic installment of the Strawmy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Strawmy. Kicking things off this week, we just, and I do mean just, posted the uh, third trailer for Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron right before we came in to record this. Got lots of more Avengers action, awesome shot of all of them, or most of them rather, sort of uh, hurtling through the air in a snowy landscape. More Ultron, more everything, just bigger and badder and more exciting i don't know i'm very stoked for this so we've got all that to look forward to of course if you haven't seen this already i'm not even gonna bother saying if you haven't seen this already you've seen it so go back and rewatch it on our youtube channel on marvel.com everywhere this week we also unleashed some uh new interviews with some of the cast we had an interview with chris evans on his role, or rather on Cap's role as, you know, the leader of the team. We talked with Chris Hemsworth about Thor's pivotal role in the film. And
And we also talked with Jeremy Renner about sort of Hawkeye's whereabouts uh, during the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, much more. So you can read all of those right now on Marvel.com. Also, tickets are now on sale for Avengers Age of Ultron, so you don't want to miss out on opening weekend, May 1st. You can go right now. Just go to Fandango.com slash Avengers. Very simple to remember. Fandango.com slash Avengers. And you can get your tickets now so that you don't get sold out from opening weekend because, um, I mean, I kind of feel like there will be some sellouts for this movie. You'd have to be a real doofus to snooze on picking up these ticks. Was that like your terrible 90s, like, TV salesman pitch? People have been wondering why I've been quiet this whole podcast, and that's because I was saving up just to say you'd have to be a real doofus to snooze on these ticks. Well, Patrick, that's not all the Avengers stuff we had this week, was it? No. We also had a bunch of posters. We had Nick Fury. Thor. Thor. Uh, who else? Who else is in the Avengers? Wow. Okay. So we had Nick Captain Fury. America. We had Thor. Captain America. Iron Man. Black Widow. Black Widow. Hulk, Hulk. And Hawkeye. And Iron Man. I already said Iron Man. Ooh, and Nick Fury. Oh, God. And, and Thor. 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 I'm hoping Thor is going to fly in this movie. <laughs> That's Thor, all I'm saying. Thor will. Thor. I think it's pretty safe. Have you seen Thor an advanced will. cut of no, this movie? No, I haven't, but he's Thor. He, that's sort of his thing. Well, that's one of his Thor things. doesn't fly, I'm that's, out. <laughs> anyway, we also had the, uh, the poster with all of them together, all of the people we mentioned, as well as Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and a little bit of Vision. You can see him silhouetted in the background. Um... So, you've got all that to look forward to. You can check all that out on Marvel.com right now. Jumping over to the world of television. This week, of course, saw the return of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with a action-packed mid-season premiere. We released a new video interview with uh, stars Clark Gregg and Chloe Bennett that I did a couple months ago at the TCAs. We... Unleash some clips. We'll have some clips from next week's episode coming up soon. Also, we just released uh, the return episode of This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I talked with executive producers Jed Whedon and Marissa Tantarone about the mid-season premiere. We got in-depth about all the stuff that went on in that, from Simmons taking a turn to the darker side, to Sky's new abilities, to what's going on with Hydra, and a ton more. So you can check all that out on marvel.com right now. You can also download and subscribe to This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on podcast. On on podcasts. On iTunes right now, I believe. Um, we also debuted this week a new five-part web series, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Double Agent. What? That will be, yes, there's a double agent on the set of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What does that mean? There's, there is someone on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set trying to find out the secrets. Oh, boy. Yes. So we will have... Five episodes of those coming up in the coming weeks. You can catch it on the Watch ABC app. The first episode should be live today, I believe, uh, as we're recording this. So as you're listening to it, hopefully you can go to the Watch ABC app and check it out for yourself. 
Uh, it's a very fun series, and it will also have some cool teases and reveals in each episode of some stuff coming up in the series. Of course, next week we've got an all-new episode, Tuesday, 9-8 Central on ABC. This episode guest stars Jamie Alexander as the Lady Sif, making her return to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She, of course, was in episode uh, last season, the 15th episode, I believe, and you also may know her from movies like Thor and Thor The Dark World. Whew, that pretty much covers, no, it does not pretty much <laughs> cover everything, because we also released the first look at Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk in Marvel's Daredevil, of course, coming to Netflix April 10th. That is, that is like five weeks away, about, as you're listening to this, I think. Yep. Yeah, five weeks, right? That math checks out. I'm pretty sure that math checks out. But you can get a first look at Wilson Fisk right now. We'll have some tons of really exciting, really cool Daredevil stuff coming up for you in the coming weeks. So keep an eye on Marvel.com for all of that. And that pretty much wraps up everything I got. What you got going on, TV, Patrick? Tonight, unless you listen on a different day. Uh, that didn't go all that well. Thursday, March 5th, which should be tonight. It's the night that this podcast is released. Tune in to Disney XD at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to watch the kickoff of Spider-Verse on Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. It's the first of a multi-part giant arc where Spider-Man tracks Goblin through multiple dimensions as Goblin tries to collect genetic material from many different versions of Spider-Man in all these different dimensions. There's guest stars, there's guest Spider-Men swinging by, but not just Spider-Men because we also have a Spider-Girl in this this upcoming episode, this first episode. So on Marvel.com we Count, not counted down, we collected the, uh, the most important women to Peter Parker in the comic book world. We also introduced you to Spider-Man 2099. 2099, who Patrick did not know existed before he started research for this arc, and I shamed him for it. I don't know if I'd go entirely that far, but I will say that the shaming is correct. Well, he thought he thought Spider-Man 2099 was a character that just was created like 10 months ago when the most current series started. So Did I? Yes, you did. You did. And then I had to introduce you to the world of 2099, including X-Men 2099, uh, Punisher 2099. Who is Spider-Man? Ravage 2099. Do you remember Ravage 2099? Because I do. What about Venom 2099? Fun story. Fun story. Oh boy. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt. Star, also known as Star Lord from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he, I did an interview with him for Guardians of the Galaxy back in. And I think this made it into the video interview. Uh, so you can go back and check this yourself to see that I am not, in fact, lying. Chris Pratt told a story about how. Uh, when he was a kid, he and his brother used to draw superheroes, like paint superheroes onto their bedroom walls, right? One of them was Punisher 2099 for whatever reason. That's pretty cool. 
Patrick that doesn't. Uh, Patrick doesn't appreciate. Well, what's funny is about that s- about uh, that story in this segment is that you were talking for so long. I feel like we are now in 2099. Oh, God. all right. Finish off your bit. So tune in to Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors for Spider-Verse kickoff every Thursday night. Uh, also, this Sunday is a brand new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash, and you'll hear more about that momentarily when I chat with. Steve Wacker. Great. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We ran on for a little bit long, but we had a lot of big news this week, so we will say adieu. And thanks to everybody for flocking to unlock that Avengers trailer. Yes. That was awesome to see you guys all get excited. From fans to, you know, bloggers, everybody was super stoked on uh, that old flocking to unlock. Everyone wanted to see this trailer. Yes. And now well, you can. That, that's because it's the Avengers trailer. Avenger, hashtag Avengers Assemble. Hashtag Avengers Assemble. All right. Hope you all have a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous er week. We will chat with you again in seven more days. And as always, remember, drink your Ovaltine. Good afternoon this week in Marvel. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh, and I am joined by... Uh, Stephen Wacker, the... Uh Vice President of Current Animation at Marvel Animation Studios. Now, Steve, this is a big week. This is a big, exciting week. This is something that we've teased about for a few weeks now. It feels like it's been years in the making. Uh, It has been. This this week, in a brand new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, what do we have going on? Well, uh, this this plays on Thursday. This podcast? Yes. This, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it should be airing tonight, or uh, this is also a fun thing to listen to after you've seen the right. episode. Well, on Thursdays, uh, all through March, on Disney XD, we are uh, premiering new episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors, featuring the saga of the Spider-Verse. It finally starts um, with uh, a big episode. We jump right in with uh, Spider-Man 2099 who is a fan-favorite character we've been getting asked about for years. Our uh, uh, director, Alex Soto, and uh, our head of production here, Eric Radomski, have worked to create a sort of CGI version of New York, um, which really makes uh, Spider-Man 2099 look as futuristic as he sounds. Yeah, I think that's something that's going to be cool for viewers. As you're watching all these different uh, Spider-Verse stories, that the, the animation style... As Spider-Man's traveling to these different dimensions, the, the animation style reflects just something unique, possibly about the character right. or the, the tone. We of really that wanted segment. each dimension that we were in to feel uh, differently, and uh, he's uh, so he's starring in this episode along with uh, an all-new Spider-Girl, who uh, debuts here for uh, the first time. Uh, right in and a world where all the genders are flipped. You've got your Norma Osborn. Yeah. You've got, uh, I believe, Nicole Fury. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So you and Petra, Petra, Petra Parker, Parker as Spider Girl, and uh, really, it's Jameson who who uh, who shines. I think if you've never heard uh, an Oscar winner <laughs> play the part of a woman before, uh, this will be the episode for you. Well, uh, but that, isn't that Oscar bait? Is just <laughs> I think J.K. Simmons is looking for another Oscar. <laughs> oh, with his performance, another Oscar. Yeah, well, I, I just figure any any famous actor putting on a dress, 
I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire. Sure. That was the Academy Award winner of that year. Right. Tootsie. Tootsie. Also swept you know the what? Oscars. You're right. So, You're right. I mean, it's really not a surprise to have. I'm dressing as a woman uh, for the rest of the year. And I have to say, you deserve an Oscar for this Thank performance you. on this Thank podcast. Uh, we should we we should mention we should uh, could we set up. Spider-Verse just a, a little bit since uh, we're talking about these different versions. What is the Spider-Verse event? Sure. Well, the uh, first of all, I should say this all stems from uh, Dan Slott uh, and his story in Amazing Spider-Man uh, from our friends in publishing, which was a story I was working on before I, uh, I came over here when I was editing those books. Um, and Dan's story is really the inspiration for this whole thing. Joe suggested, Joe Casada suggested we do our own ver version and animation years ago after Dan had pitched the initial story. Um, so we've been working on this for a long time. Um, and I originally we, we weren't sure that they were gonna come out so close to each other. Uh, the publishing one was supposed to have already happened a couple years ago uh, in the initial planning of this. Um, but we really have a Dan to thank a lot for this. Although our story does, uh, it has a completely different mechanism for how we get to these diff different worlds. Uh, we're not only going to see different versions of uh, Spider-Man, but really this is all a plot um, by uh, the Goblin, and we're going to see we're going to see sort of a uh, Goblin verse as well as we get to the different versions of the Goblins in each of the uh, each of the uh, 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 dimensions. Uh, there's a Marvel device called the Siege P Perilous, with which uh, sort of a MacGuffin with how we're, get, we're getting around to these different pl places. So while it's different than the publishing side, thematically it, we're gonna touch a lot of the same points, which is how important Peter Parker is. And you mentioned all these different characters that are gonna be showing up. Uh, you, you mentioned J.K. Simmons, and it, it is important uh, to mention we've got tons of guest stars. Like in this, uh, this week it's, I mean, Wendy Malick is in there. Uh, Freddie Rodriguez voicing Spider-Man yeah. 2099. Coming up, we've got uh, we've got uh, Donald Glover as uh, Miles Morales. Uh, we've got. I think is next week. We've got. Uh, I believe that's two weeks. Two weeks. So, so yeah, third week in March. And but we've also got Christopher Daniel, Christopher Barnes, Daniel Barnes, who you'll remember absolutely. from Spider-Man in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who I believe does not listen, so doesn't care how I pronounce <laughs> his last name. But if you are out there, Milo, I apologize. Yeah, the, uh, Harrison Wilcox, uh, who is sort of the executive over overseeing the show directly, um, uh, really helped put together, and, and Colette Sunderman, our voice, our voice director, really helped put together a really nice cast of people. So this really feels like an event. We treated it like an event, uh, and it, it, by the end of it, it you're going to know that it is an event. And again, uh, so Spider-Verse will be airing on Thursday nights on Disney XD, Disney XD at yeah. 9 p.m. 9 Eastern, I believe. 9 Eastern, yep. So tune into that every single week. Uh, but that's not the only new animation we've got this week. because It's this not? It is not. This Sunday at 8 a.m. Sunday! We've got a brand new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Oh, this is Enter the Maestro this week. Enter the Maestro. You know who the Maestro is? Yeah, that's the Seinfeld guy, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, crossing over with Seinfeld. This is the the long awaited this is the long awaited Seinfeld crossover. That would be that would be George Costanza, I believe. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, well, no Hulk for you. Tell us tell us more about the Maestro. Uh, the Maestro is a Hulk from the future, originally uh, from from the comics. Uh, Peter David and George Perez created him years ago in a in a, a special Hulk story. And uh, we're seeing what happens uh, when the Hulk gets old, and he's a a uh, uh, 
an aged warrior looking for a war. Um, this is a fantastic performance by uh, Fred Tatashore, our Hulk, um, playing two different sides of a coin. And uh, I think this is an episode that people are going to be talking about for a while. Uh, it's written by Brandon Alman, who's done some great work for us and also works on Transformers and Nin Ninja Turtles. Um, and maybe we want to cut that off. We want to plug <laughs> other shows. <laughs> but he's a great writer. This is a fantastic ep episode um, that uh, I think fans have been demanding. Great. It's pretty exciting. And does he conduct any orchestras in it? Or <laughs> is it more of like an orchestra of space? It's, it's an orchestra of the mind. As an emotional orchestra. Something that I'm sure the listeners can realize I'm as the oboe. you are realizing is I really just latch on to one word. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty that's much sort of all your thing. I can. So that's that's it. Maestro. That's yeah. it. All I'm focusing on is the word maestro and how many ways I can. Just think somewhere right now listening to this, Ben Morris is wondering, what's a maestro? <laughs> oh, poor Ben. He's never heard He that does word. not listen to this no, he's, podcast. And he's not very bright. He's listen. You might be able to say those kinds of things about Ben J. Morse. Well, you uh, were just telling me that right before we started recording. Well, no, but uh, anyway, we got to cut this, uh, this episode short. Make sure to tune in to Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, Web Warriors, this Thursday. Tonight is probably when you'll be able to tune in. Right. 9 p.m. on Disney XD, and then this Sunday. Stay up. Stay up Let late. your kids stay up. Yeah. If you're a kid listening to this, congratulations. You figured out how to work podcasts. Stay up as late Tell as you want. Tell your parents Marvel said you could stay up. Eat candy. Order pizza. Drink soda, yeah. do all sorts of bad kid stuff, but do good kid stuff like watch Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. Web Warriors, and then the Sunday after you do your homework, bright and early, tune in to uh, Marvel's Hulk and the Eat pizza Smash. for breakfast. Eat pizza candy. for breakfast. Oh well, it is Sunday, so you're probably recuperating to get ready to go back to school. Do don't listen to our parental. Right. I'm not a parent, so don't listen. And to also, me. Ben Morse is not bright, as you were saying before. Anyways, uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And huh. and this Sunday and this Thursday, cartoon in. All right. Thank you, gentle sirs. Thanks, guys. Woo-wee. So I went and got a throat drop while they were doing that because yeah. I thought my voice was a lot more back than it was from when I was sick last week. I couldn't and tell that, that it, was, it was gone still. Oh, I could tell inside my throat, though. Yeah. Razors? It was very dry. Yeah. Very dry. But I'm back. Keep going. All right. It is time for this week in Marvel comments and questions reminding you guys use the hashtag this week in marvel on the twitters right for us to check these uh we will pull them in don't use hashtag twim have you been checking it yep. he has been don't use it even though he's checking it yeah. when alex is not here if when his tenure with us ends never we will not be checking that because i just we don't have the time yeah we don't. Or if you, I notice a lot of other times people will just tweet directly to us. I know, and I'm like, I... I without the hashtag, and we're like, guys, we're not going to remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, th those are things to do wrong, but let's, let's hear from some of the people who did it the right way. All right. Agent Twim says, everybody needs to lay off Hank Pym. He's not a bad guy, just human. Very Marvel. Mm. He's got a great heart and mind. I would be curious to know how, uh, what age Twim fan is. Um... Because obviously, I think the the Hank Pym disdain might be like a generational thing that maybe you guys don't know why people have a lot of ill will towards Hank Pym specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think it's now these days everyone's just like, oh, Hank Pym's kind of a jerk, like residually. But there was basically there was a very specific flashpoint in the '80s, which he had a period where things. yeah, he went through some crap. Yeah, but 
but he was just a he was an ass. Yeah, he was not a like the dude you want to hang out with. Yeah, I mean, there was a period where he was not just like, oh, he's Peter Parker, he's failable, he's human. Like, I think we've you know, and whether that characterization was right or wrong or whatever, it's part of his history, yeah. and that's why a lot of people feel that way. Um, yeah. So. Interesting. Speaking so, yeah, of yeah, that, yeah. Agent Twim says it's hard to look at Boomerang in a humorous light, such as in Superior Foes of Spider-Man, yep. because of the way he killed Jackpot's husband in front of their child. Yeah, I don't remember that. Not gonna lie, that is something. It, it was in the Jackpot limited series, and seriously, through the whole run of Superior Foes of Spider-Man, as much as I was enjoying Boomerang, it was in my mind the whole time, um, which was a shock. I mean, that's for you. That's an appearance you don't even remember if you've yeah. read it. For me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of coloring. That's comics, man. They've been around for years, so there could be one appearance from years ago that totally shapes how you look at a character, Hank Pym, for instance. Yeah. Or it could be just an aside. But all those stories are out there. They all count, and it's up to our writers to you know, make sense of it. Though I will say, nothing Boomerang does in Superior Foes of Spider-Man, you know, as lovable as he might be, contradicts his portrayal as you know, a horrible, horrible person who he was in Jackpot. Uh, all right, Agent Twim says, I'm watching the anime X-Men for the first time, and it's, it has a ridiculous mm. over-sexualization over-sexual, of Storm and Emma Frost. It's really distracting, but besides that, <laughs> it is a better show than I expected. I've never seen the anime X-Men. I, I mean, I watched bits and pieces, more of the Wolverine one. It was I remember being very violent, and it's fun in that way. Um, yeah, I, I, you know. It is what it is. Uh, Remember that Japanese version of the 90s X-Men theme song? You ever seen that? Maybe. Look it up. It's really cool. Cable Moon. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's all, you, that's all you need, right? Yeah. Look it up. Uh, my favorite Japanese uh, theme song from a cartoon is Dragon Ball Z. Mm. The original uh, songs. There you go. Head Chala. It's my jam. I just like listening to Japanese wrestler theme music. Uh, it's so that good. <laughs> Yeah. That was one of the best parts of when we went to uh, the ROH show, the New Japan guys, hearing like Liger and Tanahashi's music in person. Yeah, Just, Jushin Liger's music is ridiculous, yep. and it's awesome. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Um, and a side note, uh, I watched an episode of Cheers recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super sexist. Yeah. Kind of bummed me out. I yeah, was like, I don't remember this because I was a kid. Yeah, man. A lot of those shows from the 80s are like that. It's a bummer. It's, uh, not Golden Girls, though. I uh, watch that almost every night, Golden and Girls. it is still amazing. It was a feminist powerhouse. It's 100%. Totally. I Held up, man. love that show. I will fight anyone about that yeah. show. I haven't watched Cheers in years. All right. All right. Yeah, no, enough of this. Um, Arlen Silver. Why is Storm so hard on Colossus but allows Wanda to teach Pixie at school? Mutants should exile the witch. Whoa. <laughs> um, here's, here, here's, here's my take on it. Storm is harder on Colossus because she was closer with Colossus. So his failures she takes more personally. Um, Scarlet Witch, obviously... She doesn't com- care. ...committed virtual genocide But of she's like, people. whatever. Yeah. This, she can't be bothered. This idiot. I have I no time for her. Yeah, whatever. Let her do what she has to do. Yeah, I'll give her Pixie. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Then she know? teaches her more magic. Yeah. She's like, oh, we have 8,000 teleporters. Yeah. The, there was a part in one of the recent... It might have been Amazing X-Men where... Uh, Storm calls him little brother, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh, that, oh, that was yeah. a, that was like a stabbing." Yep. It's oh, a, it was it's so a, good. It's a real kick in the nuts. Yep, as it were. Yep. 
Billy Bolia, Billy Bulia, loving this week in Marvel podcast with Ming Na and Brett Dalton, my two fave stars of Agents of Shield. That, of course, is the podcast we talked about that came out earlier this week, 174.5. Yeah, Listen, Billy, if you haven't already, Billy, I hope you stick around. Mm. Uh, Katie Bengert says, "Can we just get Modok on every cover for every title?" Uh, we're getting close. Yeah, we're we're, getting we're almost there. there. We're reaching a zenith of yes. Modok. The event being, horizon. Uh, yeah, I. I need it. Yep. I need it. I was the best part was yesterday. I didn't realize that I was wearing a Modoc T-shirt mm. and ta- standing talking to one of our lawyers holding my Modoc mug, and he's like, "Can we take a picture of you? Yeah, that is ridiculous." Yeah, you've just become a parody of yourself. I know. And I'm okay. It's okay. It's great. Uh, Kate says, "I can't hear the Mary Janes, but I want their debut album." Um, you could if you go on. We yeah. We married. See. Uh, the, there's a band that has there's a band that is the married they play the Mary Jane yeah and they've, they're sending me a 7 inch yeah uh, I'm very excited the song that they did they did a version based on what you see in the comic it's great it's great and it's out there it's definitely easy yeah. to find yeah you good Just it on Google the YouTube the Mary Janes yeah and you'll you'll easily find it. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men is filling the quote-unquote funny mutant mm. story-sized hole in my heart left by Wolverine and the X-Men. That's a really good point. That's a if you're missing Wolverine and the X-Men, the Jason Aaron series, Spider-Man and the X-Men is a really good place to pick up. It has yeah. a similar feel and tone. And it's like every issue is getting better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Elliot, Elliot is 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 like getting his feet like he's, really yeah. solid. I feel like he's the next Jerry Duggan. I hope so. Where he just like came from comedy, but just gets it yeah. so quick. We, we need to get rid of Jerry of is stuff. what you're saying, right? Yeah, no, Jerry has had a good run and now it's time to, you know, yeah. replace him. I'm just, you know, it'd be Elliot Kalin and Brian Posehn because Brian Posehn's always there. Yeah. That, that seems right. He needs he needs someone new to latch on to and co-write with. Yeah. So speaking of Spider-Man and the X-Men, uh, Cade says, the tender moment oh. between Spider-Man and baby Wolverine, oh, the feels. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, Cade says, Superior I- Iron Man, I don't want to like A-Hole Tony, mm-hmm. but I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna, he can't stop it. Uh, Cade says, so, Thor's granddaughters. Wow. That wow should yeah. be, wow, I need to go read all the Jason Aaron Thor stuff because yeah, they showed up previously and they've always like, been amazing. Yeah, I would love to see them get their own limited series I, ongoing. I want them to have their own movie. Own I movie. want them to have their own TV, TV show. show. I want them to show. have their own cereal. Yeah. I want them to have their mm-hmm. own line you say of... Cereal, you mean like cereal you can eat or like a, like a serialized... Both. Adventure. Both. Okay. Definitely. Cool. Cereal, cereal. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kate says, High Evolutionary ki- killed Stephen Fonkings. Fonkings. In Stephen Hawkins? No, remember in the in all Counter-Earth? Oh, was like a, yeah. That was a really clever, Cade. That uh, was really good. Really clever. Pretty great. 20 Pretty twin great. points to Pretty you. Pretty great. Uh, Cade continues, Can we just get Adventures with Fang as a really campy cartoon? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I need it. Yeah. I need it. I need it all. Uh, Cade says, Can we do an... URC? It's an unlimited reading club. Oh. Abbreviated. I, I missed. There Very was no nice. twim right there, but thank oh. you. Uh, can we do a twim URC r- featuring Doctor Strange? Seems like a rough character to get into, and I'd love a starting point. Didn't we do the oath? And we did Doctor Strange the oath yes, in a previous a while episode. It's, a it was previous a, life. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll try to look it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just lying. We tweet us. Tweet up. me uh, after you hear this, and I will find you the episode. Or tweet Alex. That's something he could be doing. What is ALO 1392? ALO 1392, and he will find the episode <laughs> we did Dodge Strange the Oath for you because he is eager to help. Yes. Catherine V. WWE. So Ming Nai has been on This Week in Marvel, and soon the Bellas will be appearing on it. Another podcast added to my faves. Interesting stuff. Yeah, dude. Did you see the, the pickup your tweet got yesterday? 
when you mentioned that we were uh, talking to the Bellas? No. No, more just how many people retweeted and favorited it. That's awesome. That was great. Like, there were hundreds. Hundreds. I'm, that's normal. Oh, that's, that's just That's just my life. Um, that's who I am. That's my reality. Yeah? Yeah. I was crazy. I people did notice... Uh, there were, there's, uh, I, I imagine it's one person who has created multiple accounts to just be mean to the Bellas, Aww. and it's awful. That's horrible. It's disgusting, and it's, it's really upsetting to me. Like, yeah. And, and I've seen, I see that for, you know, like, the, you know, people who do that to female journalists or mm -hmm. female, like, it's just, stop yeah. it. Stop it. It's totally unnecessary. They're really cool people. And yeah, the Bellas are great. And, and yeah, and to piggyback off that, yes, I did record a thing with Nikki Bella yesterday. I'm talking to Paige tomorrow. We've got a bunch of other WWE people coming on. We're going to be doing something pretty cool. We're going to have a lot of, like, quick podcasts that we bang together as, like, one larger one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Chris Vaughn, so let me get this straight. In Avengers Alliance, we've got Better Ray Bill. Enchantress, Angela, and Destroyer. He says that equals an Asgardasm. Asgardgasm. 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 Uh, that is also a great word. Yeah. 100 twin points, Chris. Definitely. We should use that more. Yeah. Con Hippie says, maybe Ben Morse has a fin thang boom in his throat. It's possible. What was that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Con Hippie says, when I'm in quarantine, I want my This Week in Marvel podcast, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Humans. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you don't end up in quarantine. Yeah, that was... Um, it was emotional. Did you watch last night? I did. Yeah. I did. I really... It was, I dug that episode. Yeah. And man, Gordon... So cool. That guy... Yeah. Oh, my God. I was flipping was out. Because cool. like, cool. I know the big strokes, but I tried mm -hmm. to... So I have authentic reactions to things. Mm -hmm. Tried not to spoil as much of the, the series for myself. So when I'm doing the live tweets, I can be like freaking out with the fans. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. He's a pretty great character. Yeah. So I'd see more of him. Daniel Willis in Human Number 12. Wow. Probably my twin of the week. Very intense. No, much intense. Very feels. Sorry. I tried to read that like a, you know... <laughs> Like a normal <laughs> Not person. Not like internet speak. It's okay. Internet. It's okay. Uh, Shield was fantastic this week. Had a very fun old school feel to it in writing and in art style. That is Shield the comic mm. as opposed to Shield the TV show. And what a great world we live in where I can differentiate between Shield the comic and Shield the TV show. USA. Truly, this is a golden USA. age. USA. USA. Black Vortex is completely worth it for this splash page. Shows a beautiful Ronan the Accuser attacking Gamora page done by Andrea Sorrentino. Newly Marvel exclusive Andrea so great. Sorrentino. Oh my god. From all new X-Men. So does Donald Blake still exist? It has has that been retconned out of Thor's origin? Uh, no. Donald Blake I mean he's He not went through some really weird stuff like yeah. two or three years ago. Fractions Thor. Yeah. Donald Blake is not around right now but he was still around in the past of Thor because he's not a real person. He was a thing that Odin made. Yeah, and then like that thing sort of had a had a life of his own, his own. But yeah, nothing has changed. He's just not currently present. I, I'm sure we have not seen the last of Donald Blake. Yeah, you never have. I mean, I just read about him this morning in mm. Walt Simonson's Thor. Mm. As we're reading that for next week's Premier C. Mm. Also, the tiny hint at the Spider Verse TV event in Amazing Spider-Man 15 was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, that was so good. Cool. Synergy. Yes. Uh, Dick Oxley says, Wolverine 6, the X-Men took Wolverine's remains. Which book and issue do I pick up next to follow where his remains go? Just keep on reading Wolverines. It will, it will all come back. Uh, oh, I don't oh, like this. This is the worst Shots tweet. fired. DJ Fanko says, turn down the Executioner song. Extinction Agenda was where it was and is at. Uh, Hashtag everything old is new. Don, I am... 
You get yeah. 1,000 twim demerits for putting down Executioner's Song. Alex, every, How dare you? Every tweet Dawn sends, sends from now on, I want you to personally run by us before you include it in the podcast. Just This is heresy. I am disgusted. Ugh. We have been I, benevolent with you, I, and this is what you do, DJ Fanko? I am offended? This is horrible. I've never seen him like this. Ugh. What a nightmare. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. DJ Panko, you're dead to us. How, how dare you? Drew Hamilton to Steve Wacker. Really fun hearing you on This Week in Marvel. Miss having you in publishing. We all do. Yeah. Or we, we miss Steve. But great to have him as a, as a partner on the good ship This Week in Marvel. Yeah, the Wack Attack is back, Jack. <laughs> Evelyn. Alex, try to keep it under control, man. Evelyn, love the This Week in Marvel podcast with Ming and Brett. I wish I could have been at the panel there. So funny. So more love for that. Awesome. Evelyn, please stick around. Gabe Infinity Watch says, what are your favorite comic heel turns? I loved when mm. Colossus turned heel in Uncanny X-Men 300. Oh, that was a good heel turn because it was an understand. It was a heel turn with merit. Yeah. Um, he, I, he did it for a reason. There was a good one. There was a good build to it as yes. well. There was a fun one this week, uh, which, you know, wasn't a big surprise because you knew it had to happen mm-hmm. in uh, in one of the Avengers books. Mm. Uh, but still, I, mm. I liked that. I was like, ah, oh, it, was, it was good. I think what my favorite heel turn is. Um, I mean, I love a Magneto heel turn. Anytime he's good, and then he's just like, uh, you know, mystique heel turns. They're always pretty great. Yeah, you should see him coming, but still, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, actually, pretty recently, the it's not that recently, almost like a hundred issues ago now. But when Mike Carey was writing the X Men, and like half the team turned on the other oh, half of the team and became God, Marauders. Yes. That was pretty great. Yes. That was pretty great. Holy crap. That was so good. Yeah. Gareth Hatfield. Is it me or have they stopped printing the paperback editions of Marvel Masterworks? Can't see one for February. I haven't seen one for a bit. Yeah. Maybe on hiatus? I mean, I, I feel I like I've gotten print. one for, you know, not too long ago, but I don't I don't know. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Goonhild Skilled. Hey. Keeping it real. Not the first season of Agent Carter is over. I have one thing to say. Get me a season two. Gunhild, we hope so. From your tweet to ABC's uh, approving powers. Yeah, whatever they, yeah. Whatever they need. Let's hope. Yeah. I want one, too. Mm-hmm. Haywood says uh, last week his twin was Avengers World 17. We get to see the love story of Sam and Izzy Blossom and how that baby got to be. Yeah, I hope that was not your first uh, exposure to how babies got to be, Haywood. Because yeah. uh, I've met you and I know that you're of age. And, and Haywood says he has to listen to – he had to listen to 174 mm-hmm. from the website because it wasn't on iTunes. Uh, I don't know why because yeah, we either. can tell from uh, from the tweets about the uh, ming and Brett Dalton episode. It was up right up. away. So. Yeah. so maybe a hiccup. Maybe we're back now. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and he says uh, – Haywood says last week his twin was Shield number three. Mark Wade gives us great Coulson and Spidey team up, which was super fun. Um, he says, can you give a tease for Avengers Alliance? Are we going to get new alts for the Avengers? You're getting a new alt for Spider-Woman. Mm. We just announced that. With the, like, the new costume? No, 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 no. The, mm. uh, the worthy one I was talking about. I actually talked to get Justin here. about the new costume, and he was like, oh, it's so cool. I want to get it up there. But, you know, it, there's a little time production resources. time yeah. involved in Avengers Alliance. Sure. Uh, will we get an Age of Ultron variants? Stay tuned. Cool. Stay tuned. 
Imo Abdi says, Black Bolt is king no more. Abandonment for ugly wives. Making the Inhumans a target. New Adelon has a new ruler. Medusa. I'm just throwing in four ugly wives for no reason. <laughs> so mean. His wives are awesome. They're aliens. Yeah. They're beautiful in their cultures. Maybe. Their respective cultures. Yeah. I would assume. Maybe they don't value beauty as much as humans do. Obviously Maybe not. they're just, you know, kind of, they have more chill. Which, which races are they again? One's a Yondu. Yep. No, that it's not actually the name of the race. A Yandu, a fish person. Uh, uh, well, I think one of the horse people from ho- Power Pack. Yeah, a horse chameleon, person, a, a fish chameleon. person, uh, a Yandu, and something else. Something else. Like a, I think a dire wraith, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think she's gorgeous as yeah. far as dire wraiths yeah. go. She's so got that go. little mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Infinity Watcher. Oh, yeah, it's here. This week in Marvel, number 70, 174.1 with Ling Na, Brett Dalton, Blake Garris, and hopefully me. Ooh. So okay. apparently Infinity Watcher was there live. Nice. Jim Radloff, the approach of Winter's Storm Thor. There's a Winter Storm Thor. That was, that was yesterday, last night's yeah. storm. Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris tweeted about it. It was fun. Well, that's cool. We had a little thing. Uh, makes me think I may have time to catch up on a few titles this week. Uh, didn't do much damage to it. Bonus, we're getting four to eight inches tonight. Oh, yeah, tonight. I heard about that. So, so get that's ready tonight? for what I heard. Great. Yeah. Just, I mean, at this point, it's like it's not even. Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, the sun came up, yeah. and it snowed eight inches. Yeah. That's life. Yep. Um, so glad that this is the season I first owned a home. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Gwen is 100% my tomb of the week. MWSM bands. Ad- Married with Sea Monsters. So Married there you go. with Sea Monsters. There you go. Married with Sea Monsters. And if you want to find them on Twitter, they are MWSM band. Perfect. Their adaption of the song. Face It Tiger makes the story that much better. Yes. That's where you can go to listen to them. 100%. Uh, Lance Presley says, Silk isn't the first female Asian-American title we revu- reviewed Ms. Marvel this week. Ooh. It's uh, yeah. true. Yeah. It's true. She's the first possibly Pacific Asian-American. Okay. Or is Indian considered Pacific? I, this is a minefield. Why yeah. am I even going into yeah. this? We're um, all in Everything's danger. great, and we're real excited about all these great titles. Uh, 20 twin points to you, Lance. Yes. 20 more to not... Make us look stupid again. <laughs> oh, we're going to do that yeah. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Uh, M. Patrick John Jameson says, better late than never this week at Marvel, but I started playing Avengers Alliance because yeah. of the podcast. Any tips for a noob? I don't, like, there's no tips to Avengers Alliance. You just learn it. You get good at it. Get friends. Yeah. Like, connect with people. Make and a lot of alliances. Farm and their crafts. Yeah. Always put the planes doing the things. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan's right. A lot of the, like, the fun stuff is... Going on missions and fighting people and stuff like that, but really the important stuff is like cultivating your allies and doing the. You need the resources in order to do the cool things. You need to collect that. Yeah. Mark McDonough, I knew nothing about Jamie Jasta, but after the Agent M This Week in Marvel podcast, I will check out some music and Jamie's Jim Norton podcast. Hell yeah. You know, I've I've gotten. That guy owes you. You put him on the map. (laughs) No. (laughs) Jamie and I have gotten both for both of our uh, respective. Episode has gotten lots of great positive feedback, yeah, so thank you, you. You made him. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Michael Timpe just finished reading Runaways, all 11 volumes in two weeks. Very entertaining, but the ending was quite abrupt. Yes, the ending back when, who was writing it? Was it Catherine Dimonen? Was she the last writer? I don't remember who the last writer was. Um, but yes, it ended very abruptly. I do recall that. Hmm. If you want to pick up those characters, they do show up, I think, next in, well, they were in Avengers Academy, but also in Avengers Undercover. Yep. Or no, Avengers Arena is where their story continues. Yep. Ali, PCE Deadmeat says, guys, Marvel at top of the world, but they went through a tough time back in the 90s. How did they turn it around? Oh, man. Um, That's a whole... I mean... 
Yeah, there's it's a whole podcast in itself. I think we did that podcast with. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, Peter Sanderson. I would say suggest uh, yeah, go back and one. listen to the '90s episode that we did with Peter Sanderson as yep. part of our Marvel 75th anniversary. We stuff. talk about it extensively. Yep, uh, there are books that you can read. There's lots of you know things. I'm sure Tom Brevoort has talked about it at length. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, listen it, to our stuff first. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ollie says to Ben, your podcast with Corey Graves was brilliant, guys. Thank you. I was on that show, well, too, Ollie. guys. So I think he was Fair. saying you guys just happened to be talking to me at that point. Fair. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things we did. There's, there's a world where you and I have, like, the best wrestling podcast in the world. Uh, yeah, it's called reality. It's this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Suck it, everybody Look forward else. to having some more wrestling folks. By. I mean, these quick interviews I'm doing are great, but somebody asked me yesterday. They were oh. like, yeah. I... I I have to reach out to um, to Shane Douglas franchise. Oh, I was, did you hear him on uh, Art of Wrestling? He's like, yeah. I love comic books. I'm a huge Thor fan. I, I was remember like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the gym and I was yeah, like, I gotta here. tweet him. Oh my god, sitting down with him for an hour. That'd oh, be great. the franchise. Because yeah, as like, like I was saying, as much as I love doing these quick ones, like there's not nothing quite like having someone in the same room and being able to talk to him like, oh, yeah. in depth. That's definitely much different. Yeah. And Ollie says, I'm reading chapter eight of Avengers Forever, and it has dawned on me that Hawkeye's <laughs> quote unquote costume is the worst out. Fit ever, uh, right? It's not the one where he's is wearing like the, the Goliath. The, 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 the no, it's either the Goliath or the one where he had like the weird like headband and the triangles and diamonds. I think he had the Goliath one on in Avengers Forever, though. That's what we're talking about, Avengers Forever. No, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah, you're yeah. right. I think, I think it was Goliath. I th and no, it was, yeah. yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, but I'll it was like the one with like the straps. Right? Yeah, but what I'm gonna say is like immediately following that, he had a worse costume. How? There is a worse costume than that I'll send you a picture of oh, it right after. Yeah. Hawkeye has. I, Hawkeye, every time he switched away from his original costume, it was just awful. It was always like, oh, just go back to the original. That's why it's remarkable how cool his one now is, that he actually managed to switch and it didn't suck. <laughs> so, good for you, Hawkeye. Yeah. Penelope Gat, I agree with what you said about Origins in general. I was thinking in terms of movies, especially Doctor Strange. I wonder if a Doctor Strange movie would be better, starting with him as a man of mystery instead of the origin up front. So many movies make the audience wait through the origin, but I think sometimes the audience should see the hero up front. It's easier for me to say that since I know the origins, but Doctor Strange went through several stories before the origin. So, yeah, this was about a... Were uh, you there for that? Yeah. Yeah, the there. conversation about, you know, like... What is his origin mm -hmm, and all that mm -hmm. stuff? Yeah, it's very important to his character. It's a good point. The easy, f I, I think you made the best point there where you said it's easy for me to say since I know the origins. True. You got to look at it from someone who doesn't. Yep. Spider-Man, and this is our, remember we were trying to, uh, we were trying to sum up yeah. origins. Spider-Man, loser teen gets spider powers and uses them to atone for his mistakes. Hashtag Sinbad is timeless. It's true. It's a great it's hashtag. It's the most, most accurate hashtag ever. Man's anger gets out of control and he spends his life on the run trying to control his dark side. Hulk? Hashtag Sinbad is, Sinbad is timeless. So, that is, so that's Sinbad's origin. Okay. Yep, Sinbad's origin. Uh, four friends and family rush into space. It goes horribly wrong, and they use their powers to explore the universe. I feel like these are too long. you got to make them shorter. It's mm. a little thing. By day, lawyer. By night, blind man achieves the justice the law can't. Powers courtesy of radiation. Hashtag Sinbad is timeless. I've got a few more of these. Uh, skinny kid gets a body as strong as his heart and soul. Talking badass recruit is tree buddy escape from prison and kick ass. <laughs> Joking aside, origins are really important, but it's just as important to have the essentials of the character easily grasp. If I'm reading my first Doctor Strange story or Spider-Man or mm fan or mm man I should be hooked instantly. Origin details are important, but not knowing them shouldn't be an impediment to enjoying a story. Well said. I agree. Two of the week, a tie between Darth Vader 2 and Thor Annual. Runner-up, Shield 3 for the Alan Davis art. Yeah. 
Reynaldo says, listening to the Point Five podcast and thinking of how in the '90s some comics had recommended soundtracks whilst Whilst. you read. Whilst any chance writers will do this again? It would be cool. Understand the Mm. legal implications, though. So, Reynaldo, this is actually something I've been trying to do for a very long time. There is a possibility I may have found a way to do it. We're still figuring that out. And a lot of writers do it on their own, like on their blogs, on their Twitter. I know Kieran Gillen does it. Um, But I I want to be able to do it officially and put a spotlight on things. I dig it, baby. I'm just saying. In the (laughs) meantime. (laughs) Richard Davis says, we have a little crush on Racket Raccoon around here. Oh, wow. That's uh, scary. It shows pictures of all the Rocket Raccoon plushies uh, and, and stuff. That's great. Yeah. Uh, he says, I read Groot would start talking normal in Guardians 2 like he did in Annihilation Conquest. What? I, where did you read? You didn't read that on Marvel.com yeah, or from opinion. any official channel that we put. I have no idea. I've not read a script. Rumors are stupid. I haven't even seen that rumor anywhere, though. Yeah, I got nothing. Do not get suckered into rumors because yeah. we ain't got no control it's over It's a mugs those. game. I don't want you guys feeling like you're disappointed Doing when like something dummies. that you heard by someone who doesn't have any say in things says yeah. something. Um, let's it's see. Fall, next one's falling up on the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea, yeah. Richard. That's not a thing that, like, again, it's just a rumor. Yeah. Um, and then he asked a rumor about uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man movies. Who knows? I ain't got no information for you yet. Yeah. Sorry. I know Alex Lopez is in the running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick Jones, will we ever get more than the first two issues of Empire of the Dead on Marvel Unlimited? Yes, of course you will. Um, it's just got to come out. There's a waiting period yeah. on those books. It's brand new. It's a mature book. I'm surprised it's on there. Um, okay, so this is Ricky Williams. So I'm gonna have to turn this one over to you. Yeah, I because, love. Because Ricky, Ricky speaks. Tweets. I love Ricky Williams. We speaks exclusively in internet speak, which and I do not. I get it. I so got you it. You get it. I'm so hip. let's do there, this. There you go. He says, "Love Punisher style. Love Punisher oh, style. Oh, not so easy, is it? Love, Big talk. <laughs> love Punisher style. Wish more heroes were like that. Hate while uh, restraint thing." So he likes how Punisher hates, but he's... He hates the whole restraint thing. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, he says, if I was Cyclops, I'd use full optic blasts in a sec and fighting the bad guys. Then they are bad guys. They have no restraint. Restraint's a big theme of yeah. Ricky Williams' tweets this week. <laughs> Think there will ever be a DC versus Marvel crossover again? I mean, the last one was the softball game, and we won. <laughs> yeah, and they're, there you go. they're moving. So. Now they're moving. To, they ran. Uh, they ran away from us. Yeah, Tom Brevoort answered an interesting question. A bunch, he answers many questions on his Tumblr, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, some one of those touched on that. Uh, he says, Avengers versus A-Force. Who wins? Um, he says, Team Avengers, but excited for A-Force. A-Force has, like, everybody on it, right? Yeah, I think so that's... that's, like, numbers alone might do it. And I don't there's know, we so much see, crossover. It's we like, haven't seen A-Force yet. We've True only enough. seen that cover, so we gotta we gotta find out who A Force really is. Yeah, Ricky says uh, to me, just finished listening to the show with a guest. Why do people skip? Not into heavy metal, but loved what guest was saying about awesome experience. Probably yeah. talking about Jamie. Uh, he says, listening to Ming Na Wen on this week in Marvel podcast, so much laughing seems weird. <laughs> she's, she's a happy person so in she's real great. life. Uh, and he says, WTF? Did Stanley guest star on Agents of Shield? Uh, I didn't think I missed any episodes. I don't he's think on he's Agent on Agent Carter. He was on Agent Carter, not yeah. Agents of Shield. Yep. So I did fairly. Was he on Shield too, Alex? First season. First season apparently, he was on Agents of Shield. Alex dialing in. He was on a train. Oh yes, he was on a train episode. Yep, yep. yep. Well done, Alex. Good job, Ref Gemlin. So, based on his post-accident appearance in Nova Twenty Six, Carnage survived his heroic self-sacrifice in Axis. Yes, good guess. (laughs) Um, He did. (laughs) I was. Yeah, I was. I was actually. I I wish they'd addressed that more, but I'm sure there are plans. 
Is Balder a son of Odin, a half-brother to Thor? Yes. This was revealed, I think, during JMS's run. He revealed that Balder, uh, Odin was his dad. Sure. His, I like Balder's little hat. I miss Balder. Yeah. Balder hasn't been around for years. I know. Um, Bummer. Bring back Balder. Where the heck was Quasar during Infinity? Can't believe I hadn't thought of this sooner. He was taking care of another part of the universe. He's I was going to say he was with the Annihilators, but all the Annihilators were Infinity. He was probably like uh, brushing Ego's teeth or yeah, doing like, something he, for Ego. Ego needs a lot of maintenance. Well, no, not Ego. Who, who's, who's he? Epoch. 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 Which is epic, spelled rude. Um, I'm reading the Avengers now official handbook of the Marvel Universe handbook, and it makes me wonder about the official roster of Avengers. For example, Loki, Young Avenger, or just in that series, manipulating that team? He was considered a member of the team when he was in the book. Yeah. They considered him. Well, he didn't find out until afterwards that he was doing the manipulating. Yeah. Reading lists, appearance in, reading lists appearing in the Black Vortex issues are a really good idea for all readers. Please just make this more common. I think reading lists are always great. Definitely we encourage those. This is a nice one. Big well done to intern Alex for episode 172. His best yet. Those frayed nerves are a thing of the past. Great co-hosting. Alex, would you, would you like to say something? Thank you very much. Uh, remember when he would have to stutter through his 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 thank yous? No, I don't remember. I think Alex has co-hosted. Uh, I said this the other day. I think he's co-hosted, guest-hosted Twim more than anyone else. He's probably got more uh, times on the podcast than Blake. Oh yeah, which is as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. Ross Blake, My- Blake does Blake does it behind the scenes. He yes, gets he does. It, he gets uh, it. One hundred percent. Ross Meyer says, "Deathlock issue five really blew me away with that ending." Why? Uh, oh yeah, yes. that was a great ending. Yeah, I uh, love that. I'm excited for where that goes. Me too. Uh, Ross says, "Why was Sabretooth on Magneto's side in issue 15? Isn't he a good guy now? And how did he die? But is still in Wolverines." What was Magneto number? Oh, that was the, the Marauders. The Marauders clones. They were clones. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a clone, bro. There are so like, there's probably just there's a lot like of like a Marauder store you can go to yep. and like pay 20 bucks and get it's the like entire the Apple, team. It's like the Apple Store. Yeah. It was like a genius bar. Yep. S- sinister working a genius it's a sinister bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ross says, the first issue of Silk. Wow, great stuff. One of my favorite number ones in a while. Agreed, Ross. Loved it. He says, Uncanny X-Men 31. What? Did not see that coming. Yeah. That was a big issue. Big issue. Uh, he says, I remember... I remember an announcement of a Gamora series a while ago. What happened to that? Yes, the Gamora series is still coming. Uh, basically, when we announced it, we were just super excited. We were capitalizing on the movie and Nicole Perlman, who co-wrote the movie, being so huge. We we were excited because she agreed to do the Gamora series, which she's definitely doing. So we announced it. And at the time, we said, this is not coming out immediately. We're just letting you guys know this is coming. Nicole's working on it. She's very busy. But that has not gone away. It's still a thing. And we're still really excited. Yeah. And he finishes up by saying, Uncanny Avengers issue two is the start of a really great story. My twim. There you go. Nice. I think it means his twim of the week. Yeah. It's just his twim. Is yeah. just, that's just that's us. Yeah. It's the podcast. Yeah. Rafa B, I, I heard that the Marvel Netflix series are going to be a mature audience. Is that confirmed? Uh, wait and see, Raph. But, yeah. I mean, maybe wait ask and see. your parents' permission. Uh, watch, you know, the no. little things we put out there. and it's we'll, I, let, we'll let you know. Yeah. Wow. This last scene of Agent Carter was dot, 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 unexpected. Hashtag Hail Hydra. Focus. Focus. It's not Adam and Steve. It's Jane and Steve. Hashtag Thor annual. After seeing Saint Saya, I'm hoping for a Supitaman movie by Tohi and Marvel. It could be good. Seriously. Oh, man. It'd be great. It wouldn't just be good. I would be so happy. Met my local video game shop, and the music blasted out of the speakers is awesome mix, volume one. Nice. And I was looking for Disney Infinity characters. 
Oh, just say nice at again. The yeah, local the video, game shop. the local video game. Look at shop. that! It all comes together. I'm laughing out loud while listening to Brett and Ming on this week in Marvel, interviewed by Blake. Already a big hit. Yeah, I love out it. for a day or two. That is terrific. Uh, Sam Imbriali says, no Star Wars comic this week, so, no. I, so I reread Darth Vader. <laughs> it deserves a second tweet for me. Fantastic. Such a good ending. We have, we are at some point going to have four Star Wars books, so we'll have one every week, I guess, yeah. unless we schedule Give it me wrong. a million. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam says, Black Widow had been, has been such a great series. Loved the Winter Soldier cameo. I want to see Punisher, Widow, and Bucky team up. That would be a tense team up. Wow. Yeah. Probably not a lot of talking. A lot of dead bodies. Yeah, a lot of dead bodies and a lot of grimaces and glares yeah sam says no way to express how amazing darth vader 2 was in 140 letters so i'll simply call it impressive good job are these tweets out of order i don't know no okay uh sad to see the end of spider-verse what well, an I epic guess, yeah because i think he was talking about reading the first darth vader and then he read darth vader number two okay. maybe i don't know uh sad to see the end of spider-verse what an epic story glad to see doors open for post-event stories in the final issue yeah, i'll be honest when i read the final issue of spider-verse i was kind of bummed too yeah. i was like man i wanted this to just keep going so good and so it will in secret wars this summer ba -ba -ba. <laughs> uh, Sam says Shield's been such a great book so far Last issue didn't disappoint Coulson used Spidey exactly how I imagined he would Very good Scott McElroy had the softcover Marvel Epic Collections Officially replaced the softcover Marvel Masterworks With the Black Cherry Dress As we said earlier we don't know what's going on with the Black well, Cherry Dress ones But they're, they're two they're different things two very different yeah. things like so The Epic Collections aren't Like yeah collecting the like cla the original original random stuff it's like random big cool big stuff stories yeah. yeah so well we do not know what's going on with marvel masterworks right now epic collections are a completely separate thing yeah they've not gotta, replaced them in any way no and you gotta imagine you don't want to flood the market with too much product I do. that's hard for the retailers to purchase to store to then try yeah. to get out there so it, there's a there's got to be a balance whatever capitalism baby you money, say. money, 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 money. All right. Secret Squirrel Wars. It's, of course, Dirty Lash. Am I how am I meant to get any work done with all these cool games you keep putting out? Hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I like his hashtag this week in how. This week in how. Tom Tattersall. No podcasts on iTunes, Overcast, or Cast. This makes me sad. I read my Reading Club episode. Well, That was February 28th, so hopefully you have it by now. Yeah. The Iron Noodle says, I'm thinking about getting a Marvel Unlimited account, but what's different for having one and not having one? I, uh, I mean, the ability to read all the comics. We have nearly 16,000 comics available right now in Marvel Unlimited. We add 20-plus every week. Yep. Uh, so having one lets you read all the cool books that we talk about uh, from the past and do our reading club and, yeah. um, you know, read lots and lots of comics. And not having one means you have nothing. Yeah, so zero. That's a pretty significant difference. Yeah. Uh, Tech Lord says, it's probably not something this week of Marvel knows, but I'd love to know how to pronounce Krataker. I have no idea. Is that how you pronounce it? Let's go with that. That's what I say. So if you say that, that's Krataker. good, because I, I, I don't think I say it the same way twice in my head, yeah. ever. All right. Finishing up with X-Men First Classy. <coughs> Clearing my throat so I can do it. Oh, there's one more after? Okay. <laughs> Almost finishing with X-Men First Classy. First, Andrew Garfield leaves me in Spidey, which... Do we comment on that? I, I don't we, know. Yeah, yeah, we I don't know that. About that. So then, one of my favorite Spideys, Ben Riley, killed in Scarlet Spider, but with Spider Gwen being my other favorite Spider, getting her a series of earned back some points for Marvel. Thank goodness. Yeah. So dodged I'm just a, saying, dodged a bullet there. 
We haven't said anything Nothing. about any casting one way or another. Exactly. The only official information is the announcement story. Exactly. That's all that I got. So don't you I have shed, no I, don't he, shed no tears yet. I have nothing. So past that, there nothing is official from us. Paul Jenkins and the Human is so good. Why isn't there more than twelve issues? I could read this book forever. Uh, it was conceived as a twelve issue story. He told it and he was done. Yeah. And it's great. And we have to get to that soon. Yeah. On Unlimited Reading Club. Also, I'd be very happy if the Inhumans movie opens the same way as issue number one. Imagine you could never make any sound. Yeah, great, cool, classic. Except Spider Gwen, I think all my favorite spiders have died in Spider Verse. Oh, <laughs> hashtag this makes me sad. Why is Ultron wearing a cape in Annihilation Conquest number two? Ultron doesn't need a cape; he's a robot. How dare you? Uh, have you worn a cape? Yeah. Do you know how good that makes Why you Why should feel? robots be denied this luxury? Vision has a cape. Yeah. He's kind of a robot. Yeah. And he rocks it. Capes are great. Capes are fine. This is ridiculous. Uh, you're lucky that uh, DJ Fanko had his tweet this week, so I don't have any outrage left. Um, do you have a timeline of Groot's speaking abilities? He could speak well in his debut, kind of in Conquest. Not really now. That pretty much just did the timeline. Yep. Congratulations. There you go. To be honest, I still haven't forgiven him for shooting down reading Civil War. That's directed at you, yeah. Alex Lopez? Mm. Mm. There's a hashtag JK, though, so I think he's just kidding. I apologize to him. Yeah? Oh, just off fighting a war for the fate of all reality, you know, like you do, response for when asked what I'm doing. Nice. Cool. New life plan. Catch Vulture. Hand him over to cops. Get trust, pride, and life back. Eat all the corn dogs. Hashtag spider one. I love spider one. I'm not sure if death from a butt is a good burn or not. I'm saying no. Hashtag spider one. <laughs> Spider-Verse number two, the black suit Spidey saying the guy from the social network means Garfield. Then I'm very happy. So there you go. You got oh, an Andrew Garfield mentioned in Spider-Verse. Yeah. The scenes between Peter and Uncle Ben and Superior Peter, in, Superior, yeah, Superior Peter in Amazing Spider-Man number 13 are powerful. Also, whenever me and my friends are going somewhere, I'm going to start shouting, Spider-Friends, go for it. After which my friends will embarrassingly pretend they have no idea who I am. This, the die is cast does sound cooler, though. Yes. The Nick Lowe cameo sees Spider-Verse, and Spider-Gwen number one is clever and funny. Reminds me of Monkey Joe in GLA. Nick was in Spider-Gwen? I don't remember that. I don't either. Hmm. Spider-Punk story in Spider-Verse number two was really good. I didn't really like him when I first met him, but now... Yeah. Also, finally, in case it was unclear, Spider-Gwen number one is so my twin of the week. Huh. Yeah, don't say. Uh, and finishing up, we've got at Debanana saying, excited to hear the Champs Bella Twins interview with Ben Morris on This Weekend Marvel. Coming soon. We will yeah. keep you guys posted. Yes. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for uh, somehow this got to be a really long episode. Did it? Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. Oh, I think boy. I missed a meeting. Uh, <laughs> got to run. And uh, remember to read your Twim URC pick for Thor by Walt Simonson. Mm -hmm. It's up on Marvel Unlimited and in the app and on the site. And we'll be back with more next week. This is Marvel your universe.